You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blair Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey guys, it's Michael. And Michael, there's no time. Like BVS. We got a lot of DC shit to talk about this week. You know, I just... I, it like just hit me. Right. <laughs> it's supposed to be the DC episode. Yeah. And we didn't think about Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> Like it just broke my brain a little bit. Like I was like, wait, what? Oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> well, we did keep almost all... Well, we didn't promise that. So we, we kept our promise for the most part. We did watch Young Justice, so we're caught up in that. Yes. We did watch Batman, one of the movies, Batman Hush. Yes. I watched Into Turtles too, but Michael didn't because he's trash. <laughs> um, and we did watch Pennyworth. Hmm? Yes. Yes. Did, did, we, did we promise that? I think we mentioned it. I think I also mentioned Swamp Thing, but I didn't watch that. After the Pennyworth, I was like, eh, I've had enough. <laughs> well, I watched some of Swamp Thing. Oh, you did? Yeah. How much? Enough to give an impression? No, it's like f- 10 minutes. I mean, it's on it. pause right now on my TV. Is it, you have an impression of it to, at least? I went, to, I went to sleep. Oh, never, is that a review? <laughs> it was so good, I fell asleep 10 minutes in. <laughs> I tried to watch it before you got here. Uh, I went to sleep. Fail. <laughs> well, don't fall asleep, Michael, because we've got scary oh, stories until the dark. Uh, I might. What? Because <laughs> you're making faces when we did our I'm, anime review. I'm half sleep already. <laughs> and for those that don't know, we actually did our uh, anime catch up. Um, so we we talked about Rising of the Shield Hero. We talked about uh, all Demon Slayer up to episode 19, uh, and we talked about the episode Doctor Stone we missed, except for the newest one. Um, oh, that's another thing. We're talking about anime. You watch Demon Slayer, right? Like it's been so long. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you, you remember Demon Slayer at least? I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, I know what happened. We could talk about Demon Slayer at least. Maybe not Dr. Stone. We no, kind of touch let's on talk it. Dr. Stone. We didn't touch on the latest episode, right? No. Okay. You said, I don't want to talk about the newest episode. Hey, I'm episode. glad we didn't because the latest Demon Slayer episode? Well, that wasn't out yet when we recorded Woo! so we couldn't have talked about it. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> But that episode, or actually, no, whoa. it came out, the episode dropped at noon. We were already recording. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I remember we were talking about, like, well, when did it start or when, when's the air? I don't yeah. know. All right, so we got a little bit of anime talk about this week, too. So we got we got a jam-packed episode, so we got no time to waste. Uh, so let's jump right into iTunes reviews. And yes, I did say reviews, because we do have more than one. <gasps> Gasp. Um, first iTunes review comes from Black Burt Reynolds, our old pal. It's a five-star review, and his subject is My Aquaman. Hey, guys, as you know, love the podcast. Wanted to get you guys take on Aqualad, Young Justice, as a character. I think his story arc is one of the hidden gems of the show, from being groomed as the next Aquaman and reluctance as a leader, 
uh, of the team in season one, to his double agent role and family ties to Black Manta in season two, being the Aquaman and JLA, uh, as well as being revealed as gay. I think he is an example of a diverse character that can represent different groups without being forced, as long as the character arc slash growth is compelling. Love to hear what your take on him is. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Wait, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> wow. Because yeah, I just read a message about Chris saying I was calling him Highlander. And I'm like, was I? And he was like, about the mess. The, uh, remember the emails? Going back to the guy boys. Said, yeah, going back to the boys. He was like, you and Michael were calling him Highlander. Then Michael had the nerve to correct you. And I'm like... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. I don't even know if that's true. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, wait. I remember you calling him Highlander, and then I probably said it once or whatever. Cause so you, you started, did say it. Cause you started oh, oh, so it's it. on me. Yeah, it is you. It is on you. <laughs> okay. Michael can't be wrong. It's got to be Jordan's fault, too. But I'm like... <laughs> Okay, but like, I'm, but I'm just like, even if I did say home Highlander or whatever, I can't correct it. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, maybe you said it, and you same thing with. I mean, same thing. You just blanked on it, and you caught it. So whatever. At least someone caught it. That's the important part. Now go back. I don't because I wasn't listening. Sorry. You, you missed a very inclusive email about I heard, Aquaman I heard, being I heard, gay. I heard gay. That's all I heard. <laughs> that's all. That's what wakes you up. That's all, yeah, that's the only time my ears perk up. Um. Okay. So the person. I don't know what that is. First look of first look of Lady and the Tramp. Why is it called Twenty Three? I don't know. <laughs> That's a live action Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> what? Who's asking for that? It's again same thing with Lion King. It's the same problem, bro. It's animals. Well, it's, it's not even that gonna, talk. It's, it's not even to say because these these don't even look like CGI dogs. No, these are like real it's real live action. Yeah, these are real dogs. But again, it's not gonna make it better. It's a surreal concept. It's dogs eating spaghetti. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> anyway. Dogs but, can eat spaghetti, Jordan. <laughs> but is it, is it, does it elevate the source material at all to make a, a movie about talking dogs that fall in love into live action? No. I think that's the, like, that should be your litmus test for should we make this movie live action or not? Does it bring anything to the story or a concept to make it live action? Well, tell that to Lion King that made over a billion dollars. <laughs> Yeah, off nostalgia, and it's ruining the fucking movie industry because they're gonna keep this. This is why, because <laughs> we get shit like this. Um, Still a better love story than Twilight. I mean, maybe <laughs> that's very possible. All right, well, he was basically just talking about um, Aquaman being gay, and it's. Uh, let's reread it again. I think his story arc is one of the hidden gems in the show, from being groomed as the next Aquaman and reluctance to be leader of the team season one, to his double agent role and family ties to Black Manta in season two, being Aquaman and in the JLA as well as being revealed as gay. I think he's an example of a diverse character that can represent different groups without being forced, as long as the character's arc slash growth is compelling. Love to see or love to hear what your take on him is. Stay in my blurry. P.S. Can you guys do a Buffy watch along for Patreon? Jordan's not doing that shit. <laughs> not a whole fucking season or something, but I would watch an episode. Let's watch the last episode. Yeah, yeah that... well, he's going to pick nothing from season six. No, no. I was Wait, is that the season after she dies? That's the se- season six is when she comes back. Fuck that season. <laughs> I was going to say, let's watch. Uh, Even when though she you dies. did watch the musical, you liked the musical. That's I did when like she the comes musical. back. Yeah. Um, let's watch the Glory episode when she dies. Or when Angel becomes Angelus and dies. No, I want you to see something that you haven't seen. <sighs> okay. So let's watch. Oh, let's probably, watch the end. Actually, I will probably make you watch Conversations with Dead People. What's that? Conversations with Dead People. 
is it like a one-off episode or something? Having a conversation with dead people. What does that mean? Because <laughs> I haven't seen the end where Willow goes crazy and becomes the villain. Is that the last season? I thought I showed you that episode. You showed... I watched when she t- first turns kind of dark and she rips off that guy's skin. Yeah. But I haven't seen when she goes full evil and like it's like the villain. Because she becomes a villain, right? Yeah. So I haven't... Is that how the show ends? Is that the last season? No, it's season six. The show ends in season seven. Oh, never mind. The episode I'm talking about is season seven. Oh, okay. All right, then whatever. I'll take your recommendation. Um, yeah, I'll be down for that, actually. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> I like Buffy, dude. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I just ended at season five. That's all. Um, all right, so yeah, we're going to be talking about Aquaman and his evolution as a character in this episode. Cause we're going to be talking about Young Justice. And do Because it, it, is it over? Is episode 21 the last episode of the season? It didn't feel like it. So, I, I don't know. I can't even tell you. Oh. Uh, Okay. Well, we're we we caught up at least, so we are past the episode. That song is in my head from that episode. Conversations with dead people. I don't know what that means, but okay. (laughs) Uh, I fell into the moon and it cried with you. Is it a musical too? No. Oh, that's just how the episode opens. Oh. Uh, And our last iTunes review comes from YoungJG19. And I feel like he's reviewed before, but let's see what he has to say. Five-star review. Subject is catching up. Hello, Blurred Vision. I hope you are both doing good this week. After about three months, I've finally finished watching Arrow. After every episode, I would... for you. I still haven't. (laughs) Trash. After every episode, I would come to the podcast listen to you guys review it. See, this is why we have the... Finish off the CW reviews. We have to, we have to like follow through. It we took have, him three months. So I, I would, we can follow through three months later. There are people like him that re- rely on our takes on each episode. Uh, it is a great series. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stop me dead in my tracks. It is a great series, but definitely had has had some rocky seasons. But that season finale did it did hit me. But I, I agree with that, though. Remember how I reacted to the season finale, too? It's like they made it a good show in the last 10 minutes. It was like, what? what's, what's happening? <laughs> what is this quality? <laughs> um, Michael, I know you've given up on the CW, but please stick it out. See? For at least until the crossover. Thank you for making the even podcast. Just, just even thinking about I'm like, ah, oh, Batwoman next season. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I understand. And that supposedly there's two other shows that are coming out that they're that they're releasing. They barely just got Black Lightning in their continuity. But no, they're adding two other two other shows to CW, and I'm just like, I bet you they're in the continuity right right away. From, yeah, more than likely. But Black <laughs> Lightning had to be segregated for a while. It's bullshit. Racism. <laughs> for real. Okay. Yeah, we got at least until Infinite Crisis. So especially considering everything that's going to be going on in that episode. I highly doubt there's going to be like a real moment where Black Lightning like really gets to bond with it. It's going to be like yeah, fucking, so it's going to be like fucking Avengers Endgame where he just like shows up at the end yep. or whatever. That basically, yeah, yeah. That's probably, probably what's going to happen. I mean, they got freaking Kevin Conroy, Brandon and Ralph. I saw, I saw Tom Welling might show up. Like you can't have all that shit happening in an episode or I guess four, three or four episodes and then also have Black Lightning be a main character. It's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be like, oh, what? What is I and Batwoman and Supergirl, like yeah. all of them. Oh my god! Uh, here's my question though: Is every Superman gonna be a jobber for Supergirl? <laughs> like they're all gonna be too weak, and Supergirl's gonna be like, "I got this, don't worry." Yep. <laughs> Trash. Uh, 
Um, okay. Well, that's all of our iTunes reviews. Uh, do you want to jump in the emails before we get into our topics, or what do you want to do? Yes. All right. So let's start off with our first email. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. It gives me more time to organize this news. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, our whole podcast runs on CP time. <laughs> our first email comes from Black Mass. Uh, hey guys, we're some of your biggest fans. That's why we are hurt you didn't respond to our Twitter message. Twitter. Twitter. I don't use Twitter. <laughs> what? Black Mass is deeper than Wu Tang. I was like, who sent? Nobody sent me a Twitter message. <laughs> I don't know who this is. Michael, we love your takes. Anime. Oh, we love your anime takes. However, Buffy isn't good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Buffy isn't as good as Charmed or Angel, but it doesn't need to be talked about. Oh, so it doesn't need to be talked about. Wow, wow. <laughs> so they're saying Buffy's irrelevant because Angel and Charmed are better. Wow. Fighting if, words. <laughs> if, he just, if he just said Angel, I'm like, okay, I can give you an argument there because there have been times where if you compare like the season, I'm like, okay, I like Angel better this season than I like Buffy this season. Okay. But charm, like, <laughs> the fuck? Get your powers of three the fuck out of here. Especially after, like, season season four. Like, the show just went to shit. Is that after Prue died? Uh, the, season, the season after, uh, season four was the uh, season that Paige showed up. Yeah, so, so after Prue left. So that first season that Paige was there, it was still good. Oh, okay. But then after that... <laughs> and, the continu- and the continuity went to shit. I was like, "Wait, how does it- this doesn't make sense?" Because in the last episode, I was like, <laughs> "I hate that." Clearly, you've hit a nerve with Michael. <laughs> Jordan loved the Power Rangers video on YouTube. However, please watch some anime so Michael doesn't have to carry you on his back all the time. Uh, check out our Patreon episode where I recap on all the anime, <laughs> including I, I, anime that Michael hasn't seen. I'm carrying you a little bit. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> Did you watch? Or uh, am I? I'm like, I'm just, I'm just saying that. But I'm like, am I really though? <laughs> Did you watch the Ben Sticker B shit? I told you I watched one episode. I thought you were watch more. No, no, it's fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even argue that. Uh, by the way, we I had- did try. I did start watching Kagura, Gula Mole 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 Mole. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's on Netflix. What is it? Oh wait, is that the poker anime? Poker. Never mind. Oh what? <laughs> it was a Japanese title. I was like, that sounds kind of like the poker Hold anime. On, let me see what the. It's like Kagura Ashida or some shit. How to? I'm about to Google it right now. What is it about? It's about Kagura Ashida. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> These Japanese words I don't understand. What's it about? Uh, I haven't watched the first. I've only seen some of the first episode. Okay, yeah, I was right. No, well, no, I wasn't right, but I was right. What? Ken Kenjin Ashura. Okay. And uh, basically, it's about this old guy. He's like in his fifties, and he takes place in like a gladiatorial gladiator combat hmm? arena. The basically, fuck? yeah, and it's. It's it's fun. Like the opening is it's So it's like Roman? Like Roman times gladiators? Well no, it takes place during the present, but Oh, they have like gladiator matches in the present day? Yeah. What the fuck? How'd you get on this? Cause it's on Netflix and I just saw it. Oh wow. <laughs> I keep forgetting to watch that muscle. It was in my recommended whatever. That anime suggest, girls suggested group. Oh, uh, okay. I, I keep forgetting to watch that anime girls working out uh show. I keep hearing it's good. Um 
By the way, we have just started a podcast of our own called Black Mass. We discuss music, anime, sci-fi, and sports. Uh, please take a listen to us on SoundCloud. Plug a plug. However, since you both didn't want to respond to our messages on Twitter, again, I don't use Twitter. <laughs> you have to pay the price. We challenge you both. I was like, no, yeah, nobody sent me a message. He probably sent it to you. I think we both use the same Twitter account. We definitely but... don't. <laughs> yeah. Please take a listen to us on SoundCloud. However, since you both didn't uh, respond to our messages on Twitter, you have to pay the price. We challenge you both to a trivia contest on anime and comics on our podcast coming soon. If you're both brave enough to accept the challenge, email us back and give us his email to get more information. I would understand if you're not real blurs and chicken out though. Oh, he called us the fuck out. <laughs> he 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 put the gauntlet down. It's blurred wars now. <laughs> when did you started watching anime though? Like, am I good enough for trivia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you'll fail. <laughs> Is the answer Dragon Ball Super? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Black Mass. And for anybody that wants to listen to a podcast that's about other blurs doing things that are kind of close to what we do, check it out. Next email comes from Christopher Higgins, Swamp Thing. Uh, hey, guys, haven't written in a long time, but I wanted to tell you that the whole first season of Swamp Thing is now available on DC Universe. Uh, I don't use Which that I anymore. Canceled. Yeah, me too. I'm not, I even watched Injustice through... Other <laughs> Being a pirate is totally free. Uh, it's a great show. The writing is great. The characters are amazing. And, and it got canceled. And it got canceled. <laughs> and Derek Mears as Swamp Thing is intimidating, yet awesome, as he should be. To me, there's some hints that could lead to a Justice League dark. That will never happen. Yeah, I was going to say, but it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> the show didn't just disappear. It's still available to watch at any time. The cancellation of Swamp Thing wasn't because of ratings or anything like that. Nobody really knows why, but because most people... Who yeah, have they canceled it on the first episode, yeah. <laughs> so it definitely wasn't because of ratings. They should just wait until they were done. Um, because most people haven't seen it, say it's great, and love it. Anyways, I just wanted to leave a message and say I still enjoy your show as a long-time listener. CJ Higgins, a.k.a. our old pal, Blood Ocean 07. Blood Ocean. Thanks, CJ. And yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna watch it. I, I wanted to watch it this week to compare it to Pennyworth, but I guess we can save it for next week and do a comparison then. I think Art... Well, yeah, I think that, I think that person that the black... The black guy that I saw, y'all, y'all, y'all all look alike. I think that was RJ from Power Rangers. Okay. What? Huh? There was a black person in it, and I was like, "Is that RJ?" Oh, oh okay, okay. RJ Siler. I'm like tripping. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm tired. Um, next email comes from. Jamal DeMarco. Hey, guys. Hope all is well. I had a couple of questions for you. One, did you get around reading Hickman's new X-Men run? I think Michael did. Yep. Uh, if so, how did you feel about it so far? I'm no comic guru, but I think he may be pulling off the greatest re- reboot in comic book history. It's a reboot? Oh, he's fucking like like the X-Men franchise. That's why Hickman... That's why when I found out Hickman was doing X-Men, I was like, yes. Yeah, he's like taking all the continuity of X-Men and making it make sense. Mm. So you're, lo- you're digging it. Days of Future Past, Age of Ultra, all of that stuff. It's like... You mean the comic versions of these things? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking okay, about Okay, all right. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. How many issues is it? Right now, uh, issue two of Powers of X just came out, so I think it's uh, four. Okay, remind me. I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch it. You'll, I'll, you'll, I'll, watch, yeah, it. I'll watch, you'll it. watch the YouTube reviews? <laughs> I know, did you? <laughs> I actually, actually read it. <laughs> Okay, I know you. Bitch. <laughs> you know you do that. <laughs> don't act like you don't. <laughs> and I watch the YouTube reviews. Oh, I did, okay. I did both. <laughs> the full experience. 
two, if you had to be forced to watch the same two TV shows for the rest of your life, I already know one of your answers. Uh, what would they be? For me personally, they would be Cowboy Bebop and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Neither of these are the greatest of their genre, but for me, when it comes to replay value, no matter what mood I'm in, I can always put on one of these two shows and be thoroughly entertained. What two shows do that for you? Well, Michael, you can pick Buffy. Yes, I was going to say he's going to pick. Actually, <laughs> bitch, you'd be wrong. Oh, shit. Keep up the great work and stay nerdy, my blurdy. Okay, so this is a good question because it's like, it's not even like, what's your favorite? It's like, what has the most rewatchability? The same two shows? Yeah. Uh, I know my one, somebody's Buffy is not. My one would be I Love Lucy. <laughs> what? <laughs> talking about rewatchability. Like like old school, black and white. Lucy, yeah, I love you Lu- got some splendid. I Love Lu- Lucy, I still laugh to this day. And I, even though I've seen every single episode of I Love Lucy, and I own every episode of I Love Lucy, but I can watch any episode and still enjoy it as if I'd never seen it before. Nigga, you old. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no, I'm cla- I'm eclectic. Oh, okay. All right, that's that's the better word for it, I guess. <laughs> wow, that's some like Nick yeah, Knight shit. Yeah, my, I was I remember the when the first episode came out. I was sitting in my couch, had to walk 15 miles in the snow barefoot. Had just the bunny ears in the television. <laughs> All right, what's your other one? Second show, I would have to think about. Uh, wow, I love Lucy. What a deep pull. All right, I'm gonna give you a weird one too. Maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dragon Ball abridged, not even not Dragon Ball Z, uh, the abridged. Of course, I pick a nerd shit. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I think I'm, I think Dragon I'm, Ball abridged. I'm, I'm sophisticated over here. I say I live Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you're way more sophisticated than I am. I'm, I'm choosing a YouTube show, <laughs> but I mean, I think Dragon Ball abridged, in some ways, is better than the source material. As crazy as that is to say, I don't know if I said that on the podcast before, but that's a hot take. I think it's actually better than the original source material in a lot of ways. I think it encapsulates the best things about the series. Like the characters are more comedic, so it's more like, it's, it's like, the writing has never been a strong suit of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super. So I think they bring more of those characters and Dragon Ball Bridge and make them more endearing and more likable. And in a lot of ways, sometimes it makes the story make more sense. Because they have the power of hindsight than Dragon Ball Z did. Like, an example of that would be um, making Android 16 the son of Dr. Jiro. That's something that only Dragon Ball Abridged did. And, like, they did a retcon where they had, um, and I don't know if you watch Dragon Ball. You, do, you watch Dragon Ball, right? Yeah. Yeah. When I Goku, didn't watch the Abridged. Oh, my God. You, you've never watched the Abridged of the whole series? I've watched, or Dragon Ball Z? I watched the regular. Dude, I, you need to watch the Abridged series on YouTube. You, you'd love it. I think you'd love it. But like, uh, it, it, there's a flashback that they that they 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 custom make for the series that shows um, Goku and Dragon Ball attacking the Red Ribbon Arby and destroying it, and Android 16, when he's a human, is giving like a, a video message to his father, Doctor Jiro, and in the background you hear Goku destroying the the facility, and the idea is he gets caught in the crossfire, and that's what starts Doctor Jiro's android experiments. So he makes his son an android first. I'm like, oh. My heart, <laughs> and they they treat it, like there are moments in the series. Yeah, where, but in some ways, that kind of makes Goku look like a an asshole. Yeah, he is an asshole. Uh, no, no, he's not supposed to be. <laughs> I said not. I said on purpose. Like he's he's destroying the facility. He's just he's just in the facility. There there are casualties in that show. Like you can't get around that. Fuck those casualties. Like they don't matter. <laughs> because of Dragon Ball Super, I'd rather that where he accidentally killed somebody and had like a really 
poignant story element to it, as opposed to Dragon Ball Super, where he's just a fucking asshole. Well, no, Dragon Ball Super <laughs> is something different. But even, I mean... It's like, hey, guys, yeah, I don't care about the other universe. I just want to fight. <laughs> that's Goku. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the real Goku. <laughs> so at least in Dragon Ball Z, they actually do, like, acknowledge that stuff about Goku, but they make it funny. So he's still endearing, even though he is like a, wow, so you don't care about your son. You don't care about your wife. You don't care about anything but fighting. But they do it in a way where you still like them. So yeah, I would say that. And I could, I, I literally watch that all the time. Like I just, if it, if it pops up on my YouTube recommend, recommended list and like as like a like playlist, I just rewatch it because it's always fun to watch. And for a second one, hmm, I also have to think about that. Maybe Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Man, you love sitcoms, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, that's about, fair. Talking about rewatchability, like yeah, that's a good point. The the sitcoms are very rewatchable just because they are like episodic. Hmm. Oh, that fucking that fucking uh, Will Smith episode where he sees his father. Yeah. Why does he love me, man? <laughs> As a boy that also grew up without a father, that that, that cuts real deep. Anyway, dark. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Didn't get your second episode. Second. Oh, that's your answer, Fresh Prince. As a right, yeah, I'll say Fresh Prince. Twenty minutes from now, I'll probably think of something else. But <laughs> as of right now, that's my answers. Oh, those are my answers. Okay, then I would pick. Damn, that's a hard one. Mm... I mean, it's a cop out answer, but I would actually. For the rest of my life. I, I I think I would either pick... And this is fucking... This makes me wonder what my favorite anime is now. Because I was going to be like... I would choose Gurren Lagann. But I'm like... There's a lot of episodes in Gurren Lagann I would skip. I love that. Like it it started my passion for like the hot-blooded anime shonen protagonist. That's why I like Deku and All Might so much. But I think I would honestly pick My Hero Academia... Cause I've been like I've I've rewatched My Hero Academia. I think every episode is fucking. It's not done yet, though. <laughs> it's not done yet. So I have an infinite supply of episodes potentially because no, <laughs> it keeps got, coming. You, you just got seasons one through three. I think I would pick that. Something that makes me feel good about myself. Like I can rewatch Dragon Ball Bridge for the fun of it, and I would rewatch My Hero Academia as like soul nourishment, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> All right, well, next email comes from, good question from Jamal, right? That was Jamal. Yeah, thank you, Jamal, for that question. That was actually pretty good. Uh, next email comes from John Irons. Finally, the email address. What's up, blurds? Uh, I've been listening since late last year, but I love the podcast. I had just started watching Cloak and Dagger and My Hair Academia, and your show with its week-to-week reviews was a perfect compliment. See, again, people follow the podcast for the week-to-week reviews. It's a thing. Of My Hair Academia. And Cloak and Dagger, which we haven't watched at all. <laughs> um, I tried writing many times in the past, but iTunes always ate my review. So I was like, ah, well, fuck it. But lately you've been asking for people to tell you how you're doing. So I figured I'd try again. Thanks to whoever wrote in a couple of weeks ago that asked for your email address. Since you guys never give it out. Oh, for those that don't know, then I I, I guess it's true, right? Not yet. Not. Every podcast is still in its first podcast. Yeah. You don't know. If you guys want to send an email in, it's uh, email at the blurred vision. Oh no, the blurred vision at gmail.com. The blurred vision, all one word, at gmail.com. 
Um, da, 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 da. Please start making that a part of your regular sign-off. That's a good point. Yeah, maybe we should. That said, I think you guys are doing great. I love the energy you both have during reviews and discussions. Whether you love something or hate it, the passion shines through. Note, it's equally hilarious when you don't give a shit and think something is just meh. <laughs> that said, I think you guys are doing great. I love the energy. Oh, yeah, I just read that. G- gonna wrap it up because I know y'all hate it when these run long. I don't know if you give a shout. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys give shout outs to other podcasts, but if so, let me plug mine. Captain Game. We, we literally did this episode, so yes. <laughs> Captain Game Show, a trivia slash wordplay slash improv show on the Cosmic Potato Network. Cosmic Potato is a bunch of geek podcasts like yours, except I'm usually the only black person on the show. Give Captain Game Show a listen and tell me, me what me you too. think. Hey, wait. <laughs> <laughs> like wait a second <laughs> that's a dig at me <laughs> i'm half black <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> okay uh i'd love to have you guys on sometime stay nerdy and keep up with the good works uh plus go beyond plus ultra hashtag the remix all right yeah check out his uh his podcast captain game show in the cosmic potato network support a blurred because he's the only one on the show of, i was thinking a jordan peele joke where he was like i'm half black i was like but not the bottom half <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> No, especially the bottom. <laughs> Have you seen that Jordan Peele skit? Where he's no, like, I I'm haven't. half white. No. The white part is at the bottom. <laughs> no, I my, haven't. My penis is the white part. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Um, let's see. I think we have one more email. It's from our old pal Danny Villasenor with the question of the week. Hey guys, so as you know, the Arrowverse shows are coming back real soon. Mm. Yay. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. I cannot hide it. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Uh, and then after that, Crisis of Infinite Earths. So what do you guys think will happen? Do you think they'll bring Darkseid or the Anti-Monitor? Or maybe next year, if there is a next year for the Arrowverse, they'll have Darkseid. I just wanted to know what y'all think about it. Crisis, that is. Not the Arrowverse shows, because we all know they're trash. But yeah, guys, let us know what you think. Uh, well, that's it. As always, stay nerdy, my blurties, and go beyond plus ultra. Keep up, uh, keep up with what y'all doing, and remember, you both have a community of people, friends, and family to lean on if needed. Oh my God! Thank you, Danny. Lean on me when, when you're, you're not strong. strong. <laughs> I'll be your blur. <laughs> Someone to d- I can't. I don't know. <laughs> Depend on. Is it lean on or de- how's that comics mean? on? Talk <laughs> comments on. <laughs> well, thanks, Danny. That actually, made me gave me some warm and fuzzies inside. That was very nice. Uh, so yeah, what do you think is gonna happen in the Arrowverse after the, or what do you think is gonna happen in Infinite Crisis? Wait, is that what you asked? What's gonna happen in Infinite Crisis? Uh, what do you guys think will happen? You think they'll bring? In- oh yeah. So what do you think is gonna happen in Infinite Crisis? He's asking. Everybody but the Flash dies. <laughs> Well, that's not true. <laughs> definitely Arrow dies. Yeah, definitely Arrow dies. That's been like writing on the wall. It's pretty obvious that's going to happen. And he's going to sacrifice himself because, you know, classically Flash and Supergirl die in the crisis. Mm-hmm. So they're going to live. Um, And then Supergirl gets canceled. Do you think they're going to go full Galactus with the Anti-Monitor? Then he's going to be a giant no, monster? No, af- they can't afford that. <laughs> You think it's gonna be a smoke cloud? You think it's what do you think it's gonna be? He's just gonna be a guy in a suit. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't let it be another black guy. It's another black guy. It can't be that. It's gotta be something. Well, the monitor is a black guy, so it's gonna be his twin, his twin brother. 
the same actor, just like different makeup. <laughs> probably, di- probably a different actor, but different suit. <sighs> oh, it's so whack. But yeah, what's gonna? But what is gonna happen in Infinite Crisis? Like, I'm trying to. Like, who? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't who's know the antagonist? They, I don't know how they're gonna do because they didn't. They didn't talk about the anti monitor, as far as I remember. But no, I'm trying to remember. There's been so many crises. What what is the antagonist in Infinite Crisis? Is it Superboy Prime? Is that the one? Wasn't it the anti monitor? He was the only antagonist in the entire Infinite Crisis. I'm about to look it up. Yeah, do you? Come on, comic guy. <laughs> I'm deferring to you on this. You don't remember either. I don't remember stuff. Because like it was like it was like the whole multiverse. Who were they fighting? Was it just the anti monitor? I think Superboy Prime was the regular cri- was the first Crisis. Because Crisis of Infinite Earths was when they fight the other Justice League, right? Superboy, Superboy Prime. Yeah, because I know I'm like... So it is Superboy there's, Prime. It's Final Crisis. There's... Yeah, Final Crisis is one of the recent ones. That was when it was Darkseid. Yeah. And Batman dies. So Infinite Crisis was Superboy Prime? Superboy Prime, yeah. So, oh, you know what? Here's an interesting question, because they never really revealed what Brandon Routh... They said it was going to be Kingdom Come Superman. Do you think they're going to use Brandon Routh as a stand-in for Superboy Prime? Probably not. So then what's the stand-in? Because they're, they're probably going to make him the same Superman from Superman Returns. But why? To what end? Nostalgia. I get that, but like... like you see uh, on Real World of Flash's page how Tom Welling was like s- speculating he might be on the in the uh, in the show. So he could be might be Superboy Prime. Maybe or maybe it's flipped. Maybe Tom Welling is the older Superman that shows up with the you know the white hair, and maybe Brandon Routh is the Superboy Prime stand-in, like the evil Superman. That whole concept of Superboy Prime was stupid in the comics anyway. I did not like the fact that, oh, yeah, no, this is a Superboy from Universe where Superman, he didn't really have powers or whatever, and then Superboy goes crazy, and he punches a hole in space-time and starts accumulating Superman powers across the multiverse, and it's weird. There's too many crises. Because like in, in Superboy Prime's universe, wasn't it a thing where Superman wasn't real or something? It was... uh. I think they were on Earth 3. Where Superman was a comic. Yeah, Superman was Superman was a comic. He was like a fan. And he yeah, he was a fan and he somehow got into the other universe or whatever. Yeah, and somehow became and the strongest ended becoming, Superman. Yeah, ended up becoming Superman. Super super Superman. Stupid stupid. <laughs> All stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's a good I think question. that's why uh the whole Alexander Luther Jr. or whatever was a thing. Mm. Yeah. Is that your speculation? <laughs> That's all my speculation I can think of. Um, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be the comic. There's probably it gonna can't be. It's gonna be some allusions to it, but I doubt it's gonna be the comic at all. It's just the name. Yeah. Maybe they'll fight Dark. I think so they've done that. There might not even be like more than likely. It's not gonna be a Superboy. I highly doubt it. I don't know. I have no theories. Brandon Routh is evil. That's I my only the theory. C- I just know. I feel like the CGI is still gonna suck. <laughs> Almost certainly. But I just feel like it's too weird to bring in Brandon Routh as another. Like, oh yeah, it's the Adam, and you're a good guy. At least make him evil, because then he'll be like, oh, a face that looks familiar and looks like a good guy. 
But then you find out, no, nah, I'm actually evil as fuck. Like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that would be like a good twist. Because you think he's good, but it's like, oh, no, you're actually evil. But if they're evil. saying he's Kingdom Come Superman, I don't think Kingdom Come Superman was evil. No, he wasn't. But if he's just wearing the suit, instead of like doing a Superboy Prime thing where he has like that weird monitor suit, you're staring at me blankly. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Okay. All right, Danny, we tried. Clearly, we're not creative today. All right, so let's get into our topics of the week. Talking about things oh, being that was creative. The last email? Yeah, that was the last email. But talking about things being creative, let's talk about uh, the creative movie adaptation of the classic story, which neither of us read. <laughs> Scary stories to tell in the dark. For years, the people in this town told lies about me. They locked me away, called me a monster. Now, they will get the monster they all deserve. Sarah Bellows' book. When the stories write themselves and it all comes alive. Who came up with all this sick stuff? I mean, I mean, read it as in back in the day as a kid, because apparently this was, and I actually did after your crazy reactions to talking about it in our anime episode on Patreon, we made all those faces like, ugh, ugh, scary stories. Ugh. I was like, yo, what it, was it terrible? Because like, I, I thought you said you saw it. I did see it, oh. but I didn't feel like it was like that bad or making faces like that. So I was like, maybe he read the stories. And I'm, I'm missing out on what the adaptations could have been. No, I never read the book. Okay. Well, I went back and I actually listened. I did research. I was so like, what the fuck by your expression? I actually went back and did research. And I, 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 well, I didn't read them. I pulled to you. I listened to YouTube retellings of the story. Oh, because I tried to get the audio book. It wasn't on Audible. So oh, I, it's on I YouTube. couldn't find it. Oh. Yeah. Free. For those that are curious about if you've never heard... Um, well, Audible is free for me. So. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> well, YouTube's free for most people. So if you've never actually heard the uh, original stories of scary stories of Hell in the Dark, um, it was a children's book. You can go on YouTube and they have like full readings of it. Again, you roll your eyes. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and for those that don't know, because it's, like it's not a huge movie or a huge franchise or anything, but it's kind of like... Uh, it, to me, it seemed like Goosebumps. It seemed like... Uh, a, a more graphic, more adult version of Goosebumps. Um, and for those who know our rating system here on Blurred Vision, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Then you catch them on. Uh, again, you're making faces. <laughs> what is the deal? Because <laughs> the, the original scary stories tell in the dark as the kids book was an anthology where they actually had like a bunch of short stories. Yeah, it was 29 different short stories. Yeah. So for the movie, they basically pulled the goosebumps where 
and uh, for those that haven't seen that live action movie, they basically took all of the individual stories from Goosebumps and threw it into one movie as like a big like oh. If you open the book, the monsters from that book come out, and we got to put all the monsters back in the book. And they kind of do a similar thing here, where um, there's a haunted house, which is actually adapted from one of the scary stories, Tell in the Dark. Um, and it's a it's a ghost that the idea is she would read stories to children like uh, through walls, and the kids would be like she would kill the kids with her stories. So these bunch of like these couple of kids. Of course, on Halloween night, stumble upon our book because um, they're they're white kids. Hey, let's just, let's go to a haunted house. Let's <laughs> not all of them. No, there's one Spanish <laughs> kid. It wasn't his idea. <laughs> it was their idea. They go to a haunted house. They go into a room they shouldn't go into. It's like locked off. How would you try and find a place like this? <laughs> they find the book and then they start like the 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 book starts writing stories that involve the each of the kids. And when the kids are when their names appear in the story, the story actually plays out in real life and they end up dying. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like they're, it, they, they try and pay homage to the anthology books and try and have elements of the stories in there. And I can now, I can verify that since I've actually listened to the stories, but it's a pretty loose adaptation. So I could see how people that have read the books are probably like, ugh, these movies, these, these stories could have stood alone. There's their own movie. Why shoehorn them all into one? And like an hour and a half film. I understand that complaint. Especially if you like grew up these stories and it was like something near and new to your childhood. I could see that being an issue. But you didn't have that experience. Yeah, so I'm really curious. Like, what, how'd you feel about this movie? Like, and No, you go first. You want me to get my thoughts first? Okay. <laughs> but shit all over this. <laughs> um, so I went in this movie with no expectations. I didn't even, I didn't read the books. I didn't know anything about it other than the trailers. And the trailers look pretty interesting. I'm I'm a sucker for things like Goosebumps because I did grow up on Goosebumps. I, I did like you know um, uh, childhood horror movies or horror stories, and I think some of the better Goosebumps adaptations are actually still are still good movies or still good stories that you can go back to and watch now, like The Haunted Mask. I think that still works as like a scary um, smoking. Not no, not that. <laughs> not the Jim Carrey mask. The haunted mask. Did you watch that? No. You, did you? Were you a Goosebumps fan as a kid? Yeah, I read. I read. I read the books more than I watched the show. Well, the the haunted mask was adapted into a movie. So maybe one Halloween we should watch it and do a Patreon episode on it. Because I I still watch Goosebumps and, and uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes on, during Halloween. Um. So yeah, I went into this with no expectations, and I mean. Is it tropey? Yeah. <laughs> is it a very basic Halloween story? I mean, the fact that it's it's almost the same premise as the Goosebumps story, the Goosebumps movie. And the Goosebumps movie is, it itself is derivative. Like, I've seen that premise done before, too, where, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a book that basically premonitionizes? Prim, That's not a word. It, it basically spells out your death and how you're going to die. Um... So, yeah, I mean, is it a super original as a concept? Not really. But I think where this movie shines is, one, got to keep in mind that it is a kid's movie. They, they did make this with kids in mind. Roll your eyes again. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a PG-13 horror movie, so it's meant for kids. It's meant for, like, the young teens, maybe even tweens, if they have, like, a parent with them or something. Um, and as a person that grew up on Goosebumps... 
a lot of the stories, I was like, did Arl Stein, was he influenced by these stories at all? I'm sure, if this movie was, as, I mean, if these stories were as... It's gotta be, because he... They're cause, iconic. Because these books came out in the 80s. Yeah, and they're iconic. Goosebumps came out in the 90s. Yeah. And like, like I said, they're iconic for children's horror. It was like a big thing for a lot of kids growing up. So I've got to assume he took inspiration from that, because there's things like Scarecrows... Um, there's things like uh, so I'm like why can't I write a fucking book Arl Stein doesn't have to work like you don't really Goosebumps don't really come out anymore but he doesn't have to work ever again in his life no because he was a fucking cultural phenomenon for like a good 10 years probably yeah, yeah. He, had good, he had like a Stephen King for kids stretch for a while there Um, but I mean this is directed by Guillermo del Toro no he produced it oh he produced it okay well, whatever influence he I had, I, I, the, I can't pronounce the guy's name. That uh, it's like Andre Aja. Eric something. Andre. What? <laughs> but if you've seen the autobiography of uh, Jane Doe, hmm. he did that movie. I haven't. That was a good. Now that was a good movie. But I think whatever influence he had, you should watch that. Is my favorite part of this movie, which is Guillermo del Toro is at least infamous. You should, you should watch it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> is infamous for his his um, practical effects. And I think a reason why I'm not gonna say I was terrified at any point in this movie, but there were I, moments I, I, you, I was you're, genuinely you're shitting your pants. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but there were moments I was genuinely creeped out, and I think a lot of that has to do with the practical effects that were used in this because it's, it's practical effects with CG layered over it, which I think is always the best option to do horror. You never want to go full CG. I think that's the best option to do anything. Yeah, facts. Um, cause there are things like, uh, this, this fucking big fat woman monster. Apparently that, that monster is directly derived from one of the covers of a story, but the story has nothing to do with what happens in the movie. Like a lot of these stories are very, very loosely connected to the original short stories. Sometimes they just take like the, the, uh, the, the, the creature, the creature that, that's depicted in the illustrations, and they bring that to life. And I think something like that fat woman that you see in the trailers in that red room that's walking down the hallway very slowly that was a great that to me was very disturbing because it wasn't something like <gasps> like terrifying, like like shock, shocking to watch, but it was a slowly building dread that freaked me out. Um, as well as what happens at the end of that scene, because you know me, you know what my fears are. <laughs> but um, also the jangly man. Yeah, that's kind of, that turned me on. I was like, ooh, baby. Weird. <laughs> the jangly man. Oh, what the fuck? Speaking of the jangly, you got the jangly ringtone right here. But the jangly man, which is the, the creature that shows up, again, is in the trailers, where it's like a contorted monster. It's hard to describe, but it's like, base, it looks kind of like Jeepers Creepers, but he's like combined with the liquor. He just has weird contorted movements. Um, I think the movie handle its monsters the best so when the when the monsters were the focus of the, of the movie i think it was at its strongest the problem is the characters aren't that strong in between the the actual horror scenes so maybe i can understand if you've got a problem with that but i think for what they were they were pretty decent the the main female character i mean again one note uh, she wants to be a writer and of course this the the horror element has to do with scary stories being written in a book that come true so, of course, what's going to happen by that? You could already, from the first scene you see her in, where she's like, oh, I'm writing, I want to be a writer, and I want to go to college and do all this and move out of this small town. You're like, okay, well, clearly to, to defeat this monster, you have to write in the book. And so, like, and again, that happens in Goosebumps. 
So it's not like I'm just pulling out my ass. I'm like, I, I've got a a structural framework to work out of, like in the very first scene. So it's super predictable. I thought that's what was gonna end up happening, but that's basically what happens. Mm. I mean, it is. That, that's literally what happens. Spoilers, kind of, not really. The thing that I think that was unpredictable in that scene was how I've never seen someone appeal to a ghost. That's what I was saying. That's really what happened. Is she didn't write anything. But she did. She literally did. <laughs> she literally wrote in her blood. Spoilers. <laughs> um and yeah, I think not that, in the way not in the way that I was thinking. Yeah, it's not like it's not exactly like Goosebumps where it's you tell the story and things the reality is shaped by the story. Yeah. But it's still, it, it comes down to her being a writer and her writing in the book. So it's like, okay, that's why she's a writer in the story. So it all kind of connects. Um, I feel like the side characters didn't have enough to work with. They were very bare bones, generic, like Stranger Things kids, Pennywise, It kids. Like it's, I get that's like the, the framework we're working with now, now that It became like a blockbuster. But I mean, does it need to have a super in-depth, in-depth characters for this? It's a ki- Again, it's yes. a kid's movie. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. The, the way the kids were taken out was, were interesting. Um, I think my biggest issue... I don't know. I don't really have that many complaints. Like that's why I I didn't love this movie. I didn't I love like, it. I feel like you're trying to make issues because you're looking at my reaction. <laughs> well, like... I didn't if you love. Like, if you liked it, you liked it. No, no, I didn't love this movie, but I also didn't hate it. He, like, this is his favorite movie of the year. <laughs> it's not. I walked out, but you know what? I walked out going, "That was better than I expected." I expected nothing. I expected it to be kind of bad. Like I expected a bad B-level horror movie. But if I was a thirteen-year-old kid, I probably would love this. So I'd give it for what it is. I'm floundering between a high passable and a low more than passable. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a little more passable. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. <laughs> I even think it was funny. Like the kid, the the comedic relief kid that was like kind of an asshole. I don't remember. I don't know the actor's name. Kind of. I, that's another thing. A lot of these actors were like no name. I didn't yeah. know any of them. And I like that. It brought a certain level of like. Uh, I don't. Know. I don't have a problem with them being no names. Yeah. No. But I feel I, I like it more in a movie where I don't know who the actors are because it makes me feel like they're more like real kids. It's genuine. Um, oh my god, and the fucking spider, the spider pimple scene. I, look, I didn't even read those stories as a kid, but I do know that that myth. Like that was something that I even heard growing up as a kid. So maybe like, it was something like derived from the scary story to tell in the dark short story. But that's a terrifying notion that I think they did really well execution wise in this movie. See, I, I would give it. You know what? For a kids' movie, I'm gonna preface it with that. As an adult, I'd say a high passable. But for a kid, I would say a little more passable. What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to say why you hate this so much. Like, what is it that you hate? <laughs> okay. My turn. So, for me, I would rename this movie Recycled Stories to Tell in the Trash. <laughs> Recycled Stories to Tell in the Trash. Okay. <laughs> I hated this movie. <laughs> you hated it? Wow. 
<laughs> Why did you hate it? Like, I'm gonna just come right off the. This movie is a poor fucking vision. Poor vision. Yes. What? Every like, even the first half an hour of this movie, I was sitting in the theater, just like, I was like trying to justify to myself. I was like, okay, maybe it's because I'm tired. I just woke up. I'm going to work right after this. I'm just tired. Maybe that's why. But I'm like, I'm bored. Okay. And a lot of it has to do with the actors, for the most part, with the exception of the girl. But even she wasn't all that good. I thought they sucked. Really? Yes. I thought the acting was terrible. And maybe not, maybe not, maybe they're great actors, but they just had like the, the dialogue. And I, I could almost see the blueprint on the screen where it was like, oh, this is the part where the characters meet up and then you got to get the backstory and then, oh, they got to get into a situation where now you meet this random Spanish kid. Yeah, and Mexican they, kid. <laughs> and it, it was like, you could see the blueprint all on the wall. And then on top of that, I was like, and then I'm like, it's 1968. Who is this random brown kid that they got showing up in this all white town and nobody's like saying anything. It's just like, what? oh, really? They, they were though. They were talking, they were really racist to him. I mean, and then also it was a thing where not, you find the, out the, later the, what happened. The 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 uh, the the bullies yeah. were racist to him, calling him wetback. The cop was too, but the cop. No, you find out the cop didn't like him for another reason, not because it's both. <laughs> it's not. No, nah, it nah. was like what? You think he was just being a dick to him just because he was like, to him before he even found out what ha- why he. But he was. But no, nah. I mean, it's not even a spoiler. He he dodges the draft. Whatever. So, but he was a, the cop was a dick to him before he even found that out. He found that out like toward the end. But they make it seem like the cop knew, but he didn't know. He found that out when they got arrested at the end. Wait, like when, at first when he's like talking to him, like when his car gets fucked up by the bullies, the the cop is like, "Yeah, you shouldn't leave town anytime soon. You might want to hang out here." Well, no, because I I feel like he ran his plates. If you run your plates, you can see the person's name, and then but it was before that. That that happens when you when they meet again when they're in the the jail, that's when he's like yeah so I I did some research and now I know, especially he, he was looking for a reason he got profiled like he he wasn't just like oh this guy's definitely a draft dodger he was like yeah you're Mexican as fuck you're suspicious and then he found out he was dodging the draft and it was like oh okay see I knew you were kind, <laughs> either way they make it seem like. That's the, the 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 racial angle to me. That's how I came across. I would be more offended me. by the the black woman being the fucking. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get. Need, to, oh, I'm gonna get to that black. later. I'm gonna get to that later. That's also part of my complaint. Oh, okay, all right. But we're not there yet. Okay. But it just it just seemed like again like I could just see and obviously with any story, you know like okay. You have to get exposition out. You have to get the like the characters have to. Yeah. But it's like you try to play it or disguise it in enough story and character development that you don't necessarily think about that. Mm. And I feel like you didn't get that in this movie. Like aside, again, aside from the girl, I didn't feel anything for the for these other characters at all. Like especially considering what ends up happening at the end. And I'm just like, why Why do I care about this journey going forward? Hmm. I don't know who these characters are enough to care. The only one I didn't care about, I mean, it's not like I fucking always care. I can't believe they're dying. I didn't, I, I'm not going to say like, oh, it hurt me so bad when they died. But the only one I kind of didn't really give a fuck about is the, um, the, the tall, lanky kid. 
that gets killed by the the big toe. He was a big toe in his soup. It was that whole scene. I was like, bro, when they're screaming at you through your walkie-talkie, you're like, don't eat it. Don't eat anything. Don't. This is ghosts and monsters. And he's like, what? Mm, uh, I can't hear you. I'm just going to eat this toe real quick. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't eat that fucking soup, Spoilers. dude. Yeah, it was like, what are you doing? Like, there, there are moments where it's like, what the fuck? You're an idiot. But, I mean, it's a kid's movie. Is it, though? Because I, I know you mentioned that. You say, like... Keep in mind that it's a kid's movie. But I'm like, but is it really a kid's movie? It feels like they're trying to walk the line of trying to be, because it was a kid children's book, but then they almost try to walk the line of trying to make it darker than it is. Like, even, like, there are moments of gore and, and blood. Like, even there was a moment where... That's uh, a really good kid's movie. <laughs> I think back to when you were a kid, okay? And, I, and I'm trying to put myself in that mindset. And when I was a kid, if... I had watched this, but I remember. Like a, but, I, but I remember hearing hearing stories with people that they went to take their kids to see this movie, and during certain like they walked out, they took their kids out. And the kids are pussy. <laughs> but as a kid, stuff like this is my shit. Like things that were for kids, but reached to be more adult. Like you know, you know those things where it's like, oh, like it makes me feel like an adult when I get to watch something that I feel like is a little edgy. I feel like this doesn't. It's, it never goes too far. Like, the most gruesome thing that happens is someone gets their neck snapped. Or maybe even the scarecrow thing with the coughing out, like, hay or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's it's just it's just gruesome enough to walk that line between something that's kid-friendly but a little bit too scary for kids. And I, like, as a kid, that's the stuff I loved. That's stuff I gravitated towards. Like, haunted, for me back in the day, the haunted mask was that. Because that had really good practical effects where, like, the, the mask was, like, attaching to the girl's face and like it became slick and looked like flesh and like it was freaky like those things I as a kid I loved and yes I will say like I agree with you in that sense where I gravitated towards the things that were more edgy like shit not even edgy like I gravitated towards the rated R horror movie adult <laughs> yeah word <laughs> the more than like oh, blood sex gore magic yeah blood sex gore magic ever since I was a kid yeah so like Interview with the Vampire, Friday the Thirteenth, like none of those shit. I should none of those movies I should have been watching. Yeah, but I did. I love them. But so you can't see as a kid, you might be into this kind of thing. No, because even even with <laughs> no. even with those, like I still dialed in because I, I I talk about this all the time. And any any review that I do, I always look at character like characters. Do I care about the characters? Am I invested in the characters? Am I even invested in the plot? I didn't get like but if I took that same the lens big, the big toe like am I supposed to be freaked out by this this is stupid where's my toe bro. I was like what the fuck is this bro. this seems like a parody but it is but that's actually the story and look look and I agree with you because but I, that's not how they portray that might be the original story but that's not necessarily how they like they took it serious in the movie no 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 no. it was serious in the book too okay, I, like I said I went back and I, I listened to the stories I wanted to be sure because some of that shit like the big toe thing especially I was like how was this scary back in the day so I, I listened to the story, and it's not. <laughs> it's not scary at all. Like, it's supposed to be. But like as an adult listening to the story, I'm like, the, the well, movie was well, Maybe that's why. Like, you're an adult. I know, but, like, that, that gives you an idea of, like, the, what the source material they were working with to make these things scary. I think the movie did a better job of making that story scary than the actual book did, which is like, wow, that's crazy. So, I mean, you got to also take that in mind. Like, what are these things? These are things that are adapting kids' stories that honestly weren't that scary. <laughs> so, But even still, like, I think of something like, like you mentioned, Goosebumps. I'm like, none of this, not, nothing in this movie compares to anything Goosebumps have, has ever done. 
taking it even a step further, are you afraid of the dark? You think are you? I was literally about to ask you that. You think are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps is better than this? Yes. <laughs> like, like, the, like the movie, the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie? Well, no, I'm talking about like this movie. Yeah. And, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yeah, I don't know. Have you rewatched that stuff lately? Not. I, I watched uh, a couple episodes. Are You Afraid mm. of the Dark? I'm like, it's not. Look, I love it because I grew up on it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I, I don't love it. I do, but objectively speaking, I think this is comparable. Like it's. In some ways, better because the effects are better. But like, well, yeah, the effects are better. But I don't think the story, like the, the stories, there were no characters back in the day for those things. Nah, I, I feel like I disagree. I want you to watch the Haunted Mask because I, I think that's the best Goosebumps had to offer. And I think even that is like meh by today's standards, compared especially compared to this movie. Like, the, the, yeah, there were characters, and yeah, you could be like, oh, but Mary Beth, she hated her brother, and she just wanted to stand out. That's why she put the mask on and wanted to be a monster for Halloween. And yeah, there's a story there, but the acting, the, the, like, it's so tropey. Like, it's, it's this. And as a kid, you forgive that stuff. Like, you don't think about that stuff because you had no point of reference. But, well, well, it's also 90. Like, 90s acting is way more melodramatic. Yeah. So that's part of, even if you go back and look at, like, certain soap opera or whatever, it's like certain. Like, it's a different type of genre, so you got to take that into account as well. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily But if you could it. go back in time and be like, yo, Jordan, yo, uh, 13-year-old. Because, I mean, I'll say the Jordan. same thing about Buffy. Like, you go back and look, some, some of it doesn't, as much as Buffy's, like, one of my favorite shows, a lot of it doesn't hold up. Yeah. I agree with that. But it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Michael trying to justify his love for Buffy now. <laughs> Wait, no, it's... It's good. It's still good. No, it's still good. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Continue. And so there's that. Like I didn't give a fuck about any of the characters. And yes, the good, the one good thing about this movie is because it is produced by Guillermo del Toro. One thing that he is a master of is his creature design. Yeah. So the creatures did look great, especially like there was one part where I was creeped. You mentioned this. You mentioned the red room. Oh, so you agree with that? Yeah, I was like. All right, it's a little creepy. You know why? Cause it, and again, that has nothing to do with the story. That the creatures from the the illustration, but that entire premise of being in the room and like you know turning every corner and she's there, not the story at all. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and the original story again wasn't scary. <laughs> it was like a dream or something. But that concept is scary. Like not like try, it, it felt. I say it's based on the dream storyline or the dream short story. It feels like a dream, like a nightmare where you're trying, you know, in a nightmare where you're trying to run away from a monster or like someone trying to kill you, but you're super slow and you can't get away. Have you never, I know what you're talking about. I've oh, had, you're all blank. So I'm like, do not experience I've never, that. I've never had that dream. Okay. Well, but you know that idea like you can't get away from something? I'm, no, I'm not going to tell myself. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> something sexual? No, it's not anything sexual. Uh, <laughs> Not like me fucking fucking Freddy Krueger. Like, Weird. <laughs> it's not that type of dream. But no, I've had a dream where a monster's con- like, it's like Groundhog's Day. It's constantly trying to kill me. Yeah. But because, <laughs> because I'm a weirdo and I know I'm dreaming, I would try, I would purposely, wa- I would want the monster to kill me. So I'd be like, hey, come fucking get me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking do it then, bitch. You yeah, won't. Like, you won't do it. <laughs> wow. Um, but so yeah, like, I used to, so, I, so I would have a dream where like, I'm, in the dream, I was sleeping. And so Jason would come into the room 
and he would check to see if I'm sleeping. And if he sees I'm awake, he would like stand over me with a knife and go like money, 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 and then stab me. Money, money, yeah, money. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> and then it will repeat. And then the same thing. Like, again. Why was Jason Kevin Hart? Uh, uh, get money. Uh. So, so I was in like a time loop almost, kind of like Maura McTaggart in uh, Powers of X or House of X. But anyway. But was that scary to you? It didn't seem like it was scary. You wanted it to happen. No, I wanted it to happen. So that's not scary. No, I, that's what I said. It wasn't sc- like, weird. I was weird. I don't have scary dreams. That is weird. Okay. Well, in normal people's nightmares. So I would come back. I'd be like, you can't get me, Jason. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, well, in normal people's nightmares, there's usually a thing where you can't escape from the monster. Like, no matter what you try and do. And I think that scene was done really well where it felt like, I felt the building dread of, okay, she's there. I'm gonna go this way. Fuck, she's there too. I'm gonna go this way. Fuck, she's there too. Ah! You keep turning around in circles and everywhere you go, it's like, fuck, 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 until she's right on top of you. Like, that was scary to me. But not like, oh, I'm so scared, but like a, I'm uncomfortable. Especially yeah, with how she looks. And then the music with that. Yeah. So you love the movie, is what you're saying. No, I like that <laughs> one. I like that one scene. Okay. How'd you feel about the um the jingly man? The like I said, the design, Doty Walker. Yeah, the design looked fine, but again, I didn't care about the characters, so all this sense of peril and dread and oh my god, are they gonna escape? What are they gonna do? I'm just like, just kill them already. Wow. <laughs> just, okay. And and funny, I like I'm laughing because I'm thinking about something else. Like I was the type of kid where, you know, if your parents would be like, don't eat junk food before you go to bed, you'll have nightmares. I'm like, where's the chips? Where's the cookies? Like, <laughs> what the, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no wonder you don't like this movie. And I'll be, and I'll be dis- I would like eat a whole bunch of junk food and then I'll wake up like, man, I didn't have a nightmare and I'll be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> Am I though? <laughs> Learning a lot about you this episode. <laughs> All right, so what else was your, what your issues with the movie? So, like... I'm drawing a blank for it because it's, it's been it's been it's been a couple days now, so I'm like trying to remember. Like just rate it so we can jump in the spoilers. I did. I said poor vision. Oh, that's right. You're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into spoilers. For those that don't know, want to know spoilers, jump ahead in the timestamps, yada yada iTunes descriptions. All right, so what? Just, yeah, just give it all. Just hit me with all of your your bile about this. Like, what what else were your issues? That's why I'm like, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the movie because it's been almost a week. Uh, the the black I, woman. Oh yeah 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 the, yeah the, yeah. That's another thing that <laughs> that's another thing that pissed me off. It's like, all right, we're gonna introduce the random diversity hire Spanish kid, and no, we're not done. We get diversity points for for twenty cents, Bob. You get a bonus, and it's like we're gonna introduce some black people into this movie, but no, we're not gonna give them character. They're just here to fucking give the exposition. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Magic Negro. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Come on, is this? I was like, is this what we're doing? Is this what we're doing? Is this what we're doing? But Michael Voodoo is very, <laughs> and it's like it wasn't even. It wasn't even like she practiced voodoo. It's no. just she just knew the story. Yeah, she just knew the story. But you and then need it was like an old black woman to tell a scary story. Okay, that's the only way. It's super frightening. You gotta have. Oh, I remember Martha Bellows. Where the fuck her name was? I was just like, ah, oh, this movie's trash. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I also kind of roll my eyes at that, like like you said, the magical black negro uh, trope. But I still was like, all right, whatever. It it literally was only for one scene, and it was literally just like, okay, how do we explain to these kids, like, how do we get from a point A to point B? We read need somebody book, to tell them a story. Read a book. <laughs> read a book. <laughs> they did. That's the problem. <laughs> and then like, like, I don't know, like for this to be built on an on like. F- it to be an ensemble movie like I felt like it was really just on the girl 
It, yeah, it was. I agree with that. The the two, it was really the girl. And, the then, and then it was like the other two characters. Then they just, did. Then they did this die. random moment. We're trying to give her more character. We're talking about her 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 mother that left or whatever when she got locked up in jail. And it like it felt like it came out of nowhere. It's like we just we didn't we need to get this scene in so you could feel more sympathetic for the girl. But like let's find it organic. Like organic? No, just throw it in there. Like it's like where the fuck did this come from? I like that though with the the scene where she calls her dad. Yeah, it's like, it's just like, Dad, if I disappear. It's like, where did this come from? Because that felt like a, an extra layer of fear for her as a character. And, and me, as, I felt back. I was like, okay, so there's a history. You get, you get one phone call. Yeah. Dad, this is where I am. Come pick me up. It's like, no, I want to talk about my mother all of a sudden. It's like, what? <laughs> but she didn't want to get picked up. She wanted to stay with the Mexican kid. She was just, she was just calling because she was like, if I die, I want you to know I didn't run away. Because that was what her mom did. And I, could, and I felt bad because they established that the dad was like a single dad. He was struggling. She was taking care of him. Clearly, he was depressed because his, his wife was gone. So, like, you know, emotionally, I was invested there because she was like, I don't want you to think I left you like like her. You know the double toasted rating? Some old bullshit. That's what I want to give this movie. Wow. Some old bullshit. Wow. <laughs> Man, you, had, you hated this. You had venom for it. I fucking hated it. Wow. Like, just give me the creatures. Perfect vision. Other than that, <laughs> I mean, I can't even like refute you because I can. I see where you're coming from, and I, and I agree that the best part were the monsters. And then when they were like, "Oh, set up a sequel next movie. We got to save Augie and all of." I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm not coming back for this bullshit." You like that was gonna be set for a sequel. It's three. It's three books. Wait, what? Yeah. So they're just gonna shoehorn in. But how? How are they gonna? They they solve the problem at the end. They no. Remember at the end it was like the Augie, Augie and the other guy. Yeah, they're dead. They didn't come back. Yeah, no, because they're dead. No, they're not dead. They're dead. <laughs> I know she might think they're alive. But I was like, no. If they were alive, I'm pretty sure the demon woman would have given them back to you. It's like we gotta find them. Even the spider thing. I was like, and that's another thing. The CGI overall, I thought was not that good. What, you didn't like the spider thing? No, I was like, that looks terrible. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, I it looked pretty the, good. The, when, when the leg came out, that looked oh. good. But then when it actually busted out into the, all these millions of spiders, I was like. But then you couldn't really see anything because it was like the lights were flickering. No, no, no. And... I'm talking about when they first came out and they were crawling on her face. And I was like, this looks like. I mean, it looks like a PS2 game. I didn't feel that way, but also it's my fear in life. <laughs> so maybe I filled in the details of my fear. Like, ah, that's terrifying. I was like, yeah, this looks like. Oh, when they show it like crawling under her face. It's like Laura Croft and the cone boobs. Oh my God, it is not that bad. You, <laughs> you're crazy. Looks just like Laura Croft and cone boobs. And then like, I also like the. When, um, when she's talking and she doesn't have a mouth. I like the ending where it's the Mexican kids being chased by the. The jangly man who was like a fucking I, I call him the Jeepers Creepers monster because he's like super powerful like that. To the point where it's like, bro, what is this? It's like a superhuman. It, he it, he nails it with a fucking truck into a, another car, like a car crash. It's fine. Falls apart, reassembles. It's it, it's so malleable, it can push its way through prison bars. It's it's so strong, it can like fucking jump up to like a uh, second floor of the haunted mansion it's in. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> And then uh, when she appeals to the ghost, and it's like, and even that was stu- even that was stu- like the power. The same problem we had with us, Stranger Things. <laughs> what? It's the power of love. Like, yeah, yes, it is the power of love. Having a conversation, it's like really. Is this but how, I feel this like that, that, that makes sense for 
being a malevolent spirit call that was Sam, made. Call Sam and Dean. But she was tortured. <laughs> so I, I, I could I could buy her being appealed to with reason. Like I'm a, your whole thing was you're it's mad a, because it's a ghost. Not, That's not gonna have reason. <laughs> How do you know? You don't know anything about ghosts. I know a lot of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of ghosts. <laughs> I just I don't know. I liked it. You're a dick. <laughs> Am I the? And then, like, even the ending for Ramon Morales. It's like, I didn't even it's like, like it that's that the much. most Spanish name. Like, <laughs> granted, I'm just but Miles still. Miles. <laughs> but even his ending, like, they make it seem like I'm going oh, to the draft. I'm doing the right thing. It's like, is that really the right thing? Like, we know how this story ends. He's gonna die. Yeah. Like, why? For a sense, like, now we look at the Vietnam War as like that was a pointless war yeah so it's like the way they ended it's like oh yeah i'm gonna do the right thing yeah, for I, my didn't, co- I didn't like, like i'm redeeming myself it's like no that's not a redemption like i mean yeah i don't i didn't like that i think he should just be and like, then they're like openly making out they're like making out in the open and shit like that <laughs> what racism and i'm like this is 1968 both of y'all would be like well more so him Y'all going back to jail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was another thing. They never follow up on like the fact that the cop was killed and shit. Like, how do they explain that? The cop got his neck fucking broke, like snapped like a twig. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> the movie doesn't care. But yeah, even the Jangly Man wasn't the. That wasn't the original story. It was a combination of. There's a story about a guy or a, a body that comes down a chimney. Or, not, uh, yeah, fireplace. So that's part of it. And the other part is. Uh, there's a story, a story with a dog that uh, a kid stays in the haunted house all night and he's like, he's paid to do it and he brings his dog just to keep him company and the dog, and this is so weird. I'm getting, these stories are not scary. It's fucking weird. This, the, he hears in the distance of the house a voice going, me, Ty, Doty, Walker, which means nothing. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Remember when he screams it in the movie like that one time? Me, Ty, Dalton, Walker! It's like, what the fuck? What, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> but even in the original story, there's no meaning to it. But then the dog talks back. Like, the, yeah, weird, right? The dog has like this weird thing he responds with like, Me, Ty, Jinga, Jingi, Jengi, Jengi. And it's like, what the fuck? And then the, the thing, the, the monster or whatever calls back and the, the dog responds two more times. And then when the monster's in the room with the guy, Melissa! that scared me actually. That's where it ends. The story ends with the, the thing being in the room with them. But I'm like, what is that? What what is? How is that scary? <laughs> like the dog is going, my God, my God, my God, my God. And I, and I mean overall, like I know I'm in the minority because. Shit's got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it does? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Most, like, Jeremy Johns, Chris Stuck, all of those people that was, reviewed it, they they enjoyed it. <laughs> so you're just an old curmudgeon. <laughs> no, but Double double Toasted, I watched their review. They feel the exact same way I do. I thought you said you don't agree with them, though. Like, they're the equivalent of what our reviewers think of us, where you don't agree with most of the things they say. But uh, This is the one time you agree with them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I don't know. I, it's weird. I have like defend it, but I, don't, I didn't love it either. Like that's why I'm giving it like a high passable. But that means you loved it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it just means I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. That's pretty good. Okay. I wasted my life. Oh my god. <laughs> when the when the chick like absorbs the kid. As I said, that was the one interesting part. That's Shit. but that was like a five minute scene. I thought I was gonna eat him. Hour and a half movie. I thought I was gonna open that big freaky ass mouth and eat him. I don't know what's worse. 
because again body invasion so like even reverse body invasion no oh oh i was talking about young justice <laughs> oh so we're done now Just yeah we're done <laughs> i mean you, know, you want to talk about this in, in the movie no <laughs> yeah so let's let's jump into young justice where's my toe let's shut the fuck is this like this is dumb <laughs> oh the original story was that dumb I'm going to eat some soup with a big toe in it. Like, what the fuck? In the original story, it was a kid that finds a toe. And, and it's just like, okay, but people eat cow foot. So what's the difference? <laughs> well, at least in the movie, it was a thing where a toe just appeared in his soup and he accidentally put it in his mouth. In the book, a kid finds a toe in the garden. He brings it to his mom. His mom's like, oh, we'll put it in the soup. What? And the mom, the father, and the kid split the toe into three pieces and they each eat a piece. And then that night... A weird monster woman comes and is like, where's my toe? And then the kid listens to her walking to the house. And the story ends with her just going, where's my toe? And then you, you're supposed to. And this, this is fucking stupid. But in the book, it tells you, if you're rereading the story, that when you get to the last, where's my toe? You're literally supposed to stomp the ground and shout. Like to scare the person. That's stupid. Yeah. When a scary story has to tell you, Get real loud to scare your friend. That's a terrible story. <laughs> like, there's no fucking hook there. Then. <laughs> no. So yeah, the the movie did it better, which is still fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, talking about body invasion. Mm, Jordan, Jordan, where's my toe? There's an episode, bro. In Young Justice, that freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Do I? I don't know. Uh, oh, what? I'm like, what? There was a body invasion episode? Yes. I um, remember that. <laughs> The episode where it is the outsider team versus the devil kid. Oh, I forgot his name. The, the oh, magician oh, kid. Oh, oh, oh. And they, he puts souls of metahumans into this monster thing. Yeah. And, and just like in fucking that movie, Annihilation, remember that? With the bear? Mm-hmm. That was like part man, or it was, like, it was made up of people, made too? Made up of people, yeah. When it screams. The screams of the monster are all the different kids screaming. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, out of nowhere, it became this horror movie. I'm like, what is this? And then Wonder Girl gets put into it. I'm like, bro, what is that? <laughs> that shit fucked me up, dude. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> so, so poor vision for the whole season. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about um the, the remainder of Young Justice Season 3. Which we don't even know if it's actually the full season three yet, but up to episode 21, I think it was the last one. What did you think? Of what we got in Young Justice so far. And what people want us to talk about, really. Yeah, I was like, let's just get to the... Let's, let's cut right to it. Aquaman revealed as gay. Yeah. Are you with when, it? When, when, when they finally did the big reveal, and I was like... That's it? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was, I like, was like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> I was like, this is what made all this media attention. I was like, they don't even... Have a conversation. No, nope. grand. The next episode they took, but not really. No, and the episode is like, revealed the kiss is a, in, at the end of the episode in a weird montage in a weird, of scenes. In a weird montage of scenes. So it's like, wait, know. what? It's and like, it's, yeah, where does this come from? Who is this person? No. Nope. How did they meet? 
How did they fall in love? It's like what the fuck? It's just no Aquaman has a uh, Aqu- well Aquaman. Yeah, I was gonna say no Aquaman, but He's no Aquaman. Aquaman yeah, Aquaman has a boyfriend now. It's like deal with it. <laughs> okay. But what's the story behind that? Where did this come from? And then also it was a weird thing where they 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 established this character, and this is the bigger complaint I have for the entire season, and I, and it's something I want to talk about with you in general about how you feel about this entire season versus how you felt about the first two. I feel like they introduce things that aren't really needed for the story. Or they they focus too much on too many different things at once in this show. It feels like Young Justice is trying to be Justice League Unlimited and Young Justice and Teen Titans all at once. And I feel like, for me, it's lessened the impact of how I feel about the story because I don't have... I'm not as directly tied they, to the yeah, characters. Yeah, there's so many moving pieces. Yes. It's like you don't know where to focus on. Exactly. Then you're like, but wait, in the beginning of the season, this happened. So I feel like this season would be way more digestible on a binge. Yeah. But at the same time, but even so- then, we binged it. <laughs> we did binge it. But we did binge it, but we binged like episode 13, 14, 15. But then it's like, but then a whole bunch of shit happened in the beginning. It's like, oh. but wait, what happened in the beginning? Like, even when Jefferson, there was a scene at the end where Jefferson's thinking about what happened in the first couple episodes, and I'm like, wait, what? So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm clearly, to it was not meant to be broken up this way. Like, even though like, the progress of the timeline, like in this last half of the season, they end up in Thanksgiving. I'm like, clearly, this was meant to be just a straight run through through summer and fall but they cut in half and pushed it out so they could have more more like incentive to watch dc universe dc universe yeah it's bullshit because because even because yeah going back to what i was saying like i feel like this season would be way more better on a binge as opposed to watching it a week to week and then this big old gap that we had yeah so now you're trying to remember all these moving parts and then on top of that not even that it's like but then at the same time i don't feel like it would be better on a binge because there's so many episodes like again we don't even know if this is the season finale or not or if there are more episodes so i'm like and granted it's only a half an hour but i'm like even then that feels like it's too much and the fact that I can't or tell. Or too many episodes. <laughs> like, I'm like, is that the end? It can't be. It doesn't seem like a... Like a no, it doesn't seem like an ending. Yeah. But that's not to say I don't... Dis- I, I dislike it. Like, I no, like... No, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike like, it either. I like all these moving pieces, but at the same time, it's like... I feel like these could be their own shows, and it's like they're trying to yes. cram everything mm-hmm. into one show. Exactly. So I'm saying it feels like Justice League Unlimited, it feels like Young Justice, and it feels like Teen Titans all rolled into one show. Like, if anything, I feel like everything that's going on should be multiple shows that amalgamate into one major battle. I could see that. This like everything that's going on with Dark Side and the Light, and then the Justice League are over here fighting in space, and then you got the Outsiders fighting here, but then you got Batman. Well, you, yeah, you got here. The, the Batman team, which is like they established that, and then it's like it, nothing really comes of it anymore. But now we got the Outsiders, the 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 ones that are like in public view, and the ones that are like covert. Like there's so many different teams. You got the classic Injustice team, and like what they're doing for any given time. Like it's just too many things happening. It's like that's why I like I feel like that those should be their own show, and then it cor- then you finally get the final battle with Dark Side and all that other stuff, yeah. and like a crossover event. Yeah. But like the fact that they're trying to cram everything into one, including the stuff that's going on with the Justice League, and then you see Superman fighting. Then there was an episode with Wonder Woman and Green Lantern, Guy Ray, Guy, Guy Gardner, or whatever was in space. It's like I don't know what's going on. I'm having a brain <laughs> meltdown. 
I, I feel but I still like, enjoyed it though. Like no, no. I like the I like the story that they're telling. Yeah, I agree with I agree with you. I'm just saying that I feel like what made me love Young Justice, especially season one, was how personal it felt, and it felt like I was watching these young heroes come of age and become like their the the heroes that they look up to, their mentors. And like there were moments even in season two in the beginning where like when they first go up, when the Justice League first goes into space, and you get that real feeling of passing the torch to them and like the kids having to step up while they're gone. Like I feel like you lose all that in this season. And is it interesting? Yes. Do I like some of the plot lines? Yes. Um, but it feels like a disservice to what made me love young justice in the first place. I didn't need justice League unlimited combined with young justice. To like That's exactly more. what this is. Like in terms of like the justice league being a, uh, or the government and the people being against the Justice League and then them trying to covertly work around mm-hmm. the government. Like, this is all Justice League Unlimited. That's but the thing you- is, I think Justice League Unlimited did that storyline better in terms of the government being against the superhero groups than this does. Because I, I don't like... Because it was one singular story. You weren't focused on the Justice League team and then the Teen Titans and then Batman and then all... Like, it was just Justice League. Yeah, but also how they approached it, like, more. How they approached it reminded me more of Kingdom Come where it was, like, who watches the Watchmen? Like, you you got all this power, so we're gonna make Cadmus our own superpower heroes to combat you. Like, that... I like that more than the very political... And almost, it feels like... And again, this is... I'm gonna get shit for this, but... There's a trend, and I think it's, it's important to just comment on it, that it feels like a lot of this stuff, especially the social media stuff later on with the, the Outsiders and Beast Boy, it feels very, like, straight out of the headlines. Like, we're, we're doing, like, a social media, like, social justice kind of campaign here to kind of inject current uh, topical issues in the Young Justice. That's what it feels like. Even the stuff with, like, um, what's her face? Halo coming out i know you made a, you brought that up on the podcast and i was like oh, i don't have an issue with that her being gender fluid the way it's introduced in the show it literally is a complete divergent from anything else going on they're having a conversation about fucking the next mission and like uh, uh somebody makes a comment of like oh yeah we got some new new blood we got some new people on the team like a few new guys and two new girls yeah all right girls represent she she completely goes and apropos of nothing actually I don't know if I identify as a woman. Is that okay with you, boyfriend? And like, and to the point where the characters go. Well, I did mention. Oh. I was like, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> but the characters literally go. No, the other character. Uh, she literally goes. Oh, I'm sorry to take up off topic. Because it's like, yes, that was very off topic. <laughs> there was no point in you interjecting that. But hey, let's make it a political statement here. Let's uh, let's let's inject some uh, some representation for the gender fluid community. Like unnecessary. And they, they even say the thing of like, but. The mother box? Yeah, but mm, I'm not. I'm not a guy or a boy. It's okay. It's like, all right, okay, cool. I don't. I don't have an issue with that. But stuff like that tells me it feels forced. I don't know how you feel about that. And the same thing with Aqualad. It, it didn't have to. It didn't have to feel forced. But the way they handled it, the way they executed that premise, it did feel forced. I don't know if forced. I don't know if forced is the right word for it, as opposed to poorly handled forced <laughs> when it's poorly handled what are you doing you're forcing it to work because <laughs> yeah, well, you guess. can set up the aqualad stuff way better i don't have an issue with him being gay but how they handled it like you could also but you could also make the argument that 
doesn't have to, you don't have to build to it. You don't have to make it a big deal because it's just it's just his sexuality. But on some level, you kind of do because we've already established in the story that he was at least involved romantically with the girl at one point. So like, he's just bi, I guess, and just accept that. Okay, but story wise, you gotta you gotta take me from the point A where we knew him in season one to this. And yes, it didn't. I agree. It was just like a big gap and like, oh, now he's gay. Like, like uh, it'd be one thing if. We knew nothing about Aqualad's romantic life or not, like nothing about his backstory. And then all of a sudden you find out, oh, he has a boyfriend. It's yeah. like, okay, that's fine. But consider, like you mentioned, considering we already know he had a previous love interest, even if his previous love interest was another guy and then he just ends up with this new guy, it's like, I'll still be like, well, wait, what happened to the other guy? Like, they don't even mention Tula. Yes, yeah, so they don't even bring her up. I'm like, wait, what? And it was weird to me too because they introduced that uh, aquatic metahuman that couldn't like breathe in air or whatever. Yeah, and they almost set up to seem like they have a thing. Did you get that impression? Yeah, like she kisses him on the cheek. They have like a, a, a bonding moment when she realizes that he's lying to Aqu- the, the prior Aquaman because it's the whole subplot where <laughs> they're they're fake news. The, the Young Justice group is like working behind the scenes to basically frame Lex Luthor and company for doing things they already do, but making it a public like framing so that the outsiders can get good PR from stopping things that are like, you know, super villain bullshit. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. Again, I like, that, I like that plot line, but again, the fake news concept, I'm like, this is totally like this is this is based in our modern media society. This is based a topical news issue. I mean, that I don't necessarily have a problem with. Comics and TV shows and all that, they all pull from the headlines. Like, you think about even the time Superman stopped uh, and, uh, from uh, uh, somebody from getting, a black kid from getting shot by police or whatever. Or he joined a protest. Yeah, but that stuff too, I don't even like it. <laughs> when it's clear. I'm saying, it's clear, it's ha- it happens all the time. That's fine, but I don't like it. <laughs> like, when they brought 9-11 into Marvel Comics. Mm, didn't even like that. But that's me. I don't like bringing the real world stuff. Well, at least not. You can make a metaphor of it. You can ma- and you can make a story. I think the Cadmus in Justice League, Justice League Unlimited is a way better example of doing a metaphorical take on like real issues. Because that, that is a real issue. If a if a uh, if a a world power becomes too powerful, yeah, you have all the best intentions in the world, but it doesn't mean like that power isn't going to scare other people. And that's what would happen in the real world. And I like that metaphor for it through superheroes. But when you just straight up go like, oh, a black kid died in the, in, in the news? Let's put a kid in the hoodie in, in the comics. Well, I even uh, I think Fuck about that. like Black Panther going through racism, Luke Cage going through racism, or uh, the 70s where you had the, the, Green Lantern, uh, the Green Lantern Green Arrow book. That was one of the best best selling comic books. And yeah, they went on a road trip. Yeah, they went on a road trip, America. and like uh, Roy was doing drugs and uh, all that other stuff. So it's like they always. But that wasn't even that that, that storyline wasn't even a direct pull from current topical issues. Like it wasn't like there was like one kid that like OD'd and they made him like the stand in for that. He was just he was represent the drug culture. Well, yeah, but that's but that was part of the headline of this. The don't do drugs, guys. Yeah, but even that I feel like is more subtle than the shit we get now. Cause that's a real—I I could see it being a real problem for a superhero. But I, I think just to anchor back to this as an example, I think Young Justice is just doing it in a way that just—I don't know—I don't like it. I don't like how they're handling it. 
I, I just feel like it's too much. Like it's too much going on. Well, I mean, how do you feel about Aqualad, Aquaman being gay thing now? Well, I just said like I don't like the way they handled it, but there was because there was no conversation, like nothing. And then the next episode, sure they talked, but it was mostly about oh, it, oh the gay puns. Wait, what? You didn't catch those gay puns? No, I'm like, maybe I was looking way too into it. What are you talking about? But literally, the first thing you see him in the next episode when he goes uh, to help him stop Granny Goodness or whatever, like, no, I'm gonna help you. Like, don't worry, I can, I can totally kick your ass. And he does like a little smile. But when they're outside Granny Goodness's place, and he's going, (gasps) he's like, are you all right? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. That's sucking and blowing. I was like, like, what? Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, bro. You didn't have to phrase it like that. Yeah. You know what you're doing. But that's the same, but that's the same thing. You ain't never had Black Lightning before. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, mm, did they do that on purpose? They had, had to. to. Be. They had There's to. There's no way. No one in the writing room was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> we just established his game, guys. Just, literally this episode. <laughs> yeah. And his first line is all this sucking and blowing. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> you cannot plead ignorance on that. <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's a little like that's a me joke." But at the same time, it's like still like <laughs> it, just, it just it just smacks me in the face of like, "Oh, okay, all right, we're doing this." <laughs> yeah, that was that was stupid. But yeah, like no conversation about like. Remember how you like Calder? I remember how you were when we first met, and I had like you were in a dark place, and I had to pull you back. Like, there's not like nothing, nothing. Or remember, we don't even suppo- know because supposedly, know. supposedly Tula died or whatever. Didn't she die in season two? But I don't remember. Did they ever mention it? I don't remember. I don't remember. I want to say that it did come up because I feel like didn't it cause a rift between him and what's his face? Garth. Yeah, Garth. I don't remember. That was so long ago. That details guy right now is like, you don't remember shit? <laughs> Why didn't you binge watch all of season two to remember this? <laughs> season two was like seven years ago. Word. Um, I'm supposed to remember seven years ago? I don't know. I wanted to like it. Like, I, I didn't go in there like, oh, fuck this gay Aquaman shit. But like, I also can't lie to myself and be like, no, they handled it great. So like, it's just... To me, when stuff like this seems so forced, I just go. I, my default response is, "Oh, there's an agenda here that you're trying to you're trying to push." Okay. I don't know, but like for me, I'm just like, it's something that you see, and part of it's, it's like you see it all the oh, time. Oh, that's when we met with the Halo thing too. I'm sorry, continue. I was gonna say you see you see it all the time where they like will introduce a gay character, but then they don't really. Like more or less, I don't like the way I'm saying this, but like establish their gayness, <laughs> like establish their gayness. And what I, and what I mean, by, and what I mean by that there is like be a dick in his mouth. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But what I mean by that is like take is Aquaman a top or a bottom? He's verse. Well, <laughs> okay, I'm like, do you have an answer? <laughs> but I mean, it's, they're Atlanteans. They're open. <laughs> and so was his ass but what I mean by that is like take uh, Young Avengers you introduce Hawkland and Wiccan but yet the moment you introduce them they're already in a relationship and they're already together they're already gay and it was like but yet you get to see like when Kate Bishop and uh, 
and and Eli Bradley, you got to see them fall in love. You got to see Stature and Iron Lad fall in love in court, and then eventually she leaves him and starts falling for Vision. It's like you get to see that courtship and romance and all the drama between them. But then when it comes to Aqualad and and Wick and Wiccan and Hawkland, they're already in a relationship. They're already in love, and then by the end of Young Avengers, they're getting married, even though they're seventeen years old. And it's like. Why? It's like you got to push the agenda. I think of, uh, okay, gay people they're happy and okay, yeah. now let's push okay, yeah. okay, gay, gay marriage now. It's like but no, why are they and I still have a problem. I'm like why are they getting married? They're only 17. Like you're not doing that with Kitty Pride and Spider-Man or Word. 17. What? Yeah, what the fuck is young? Yeah, That's too young. To young married. Avengers. Like anybody would advise them like maybe we I think should even wait to this day, I think even to this day they're still engaged or whatever. Like they haven't gotten married yet, but they're still in, like I'm like I don't like that. And I even stay. I even like. I would tweet like Joe Casada. I was like, "Could we get like <laughs> separate issues with like Wiccan and Hulkland? He's like, "No, <laughs> too gay." Like, are they're in their own separate comic book? So you, they could be established as characters outside of just being Marvel's prominent gay couple. Yeah. Like, who are they by themselves? Like, they could still be together, but establish who they are as characters. See, I feel like that's his own form of not sexism homophobia no that's not the right word but i i feel like in those cases the the agenda which is and i'm not saying agenda like it's always a bad thing the agenda could be we want more representation for gay characters that's an agenda but you know it, it's how you execute but it's agenda. like yeah but represent them don't just say oh yeah. i got a gay character they want to run it. they want to run right to the the it's oh, the same thing the, with Mr. the virtue signaling of, it's the oh same. we have a gay character and oh they're happy and oh he's a main he's an actual he's aquaman he's a main superhero they want to rush to that end point without getting to through the setup to get there it's the same thing with mr terrific you already introduced he already has a husband yeah and then they get a divorce, but then oh he he ends up with another white cop, and then we don't really touch on that. Yeah. Like the fact like them getting together. Because it's, like, it's not granted, about I know he's not a main character, but think about how long we spent with like Felicity and, no, I, and I, Oliver I feel you. or like I feel even you. the drama, the little bit of drama that you had with Diggle and his wife yeah. or Roy and Roy and uh Thea. And, yeah. But it's like, no, you don't really get any it's like, no, Mr. Terrific and his boyfriend are like happy go lucky, yay. Until they get divorced. Talk <laughs> about the cop. But I think it's more important to the to the people that are writing this to just have those characters on a shelf to be like virtual signaling. Look, we're progressive. We have gay characters, and look, they're happy and they're married. Isn't that crazy? And uh, so, what are you gonna do with those characters? <laughs> Nothing. It's similar over there. <laughs> and now we're gonna go back to these characters, but those characters are there, so they're for you. But they don't really take into account like the like the story and the, the character to build to that point. Especially and, considering how much of a major character Calder was the first two seasons. Yes. And Arguably he, a main character. Him he and was, Dick Grayson yeah, he and, was like, and Wally West. He was the main character. Like they started the Young Justice together, the three, the trio. Yeah. And then on top of that, like now you're introducing another major aspect, another major character to his character. But yeah, it's like... Wind. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck are you? Wind, you came out of nowhere like the wind because I don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, if you were Garth, I'd at least be like, okay, I know that character. <laughs> this random Garth lookalike guy. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I, I guess this could wrap up the gender and, and whatever politics, but... The Halo people, character. People are probably like, well, what about the rest of the show? Like, yeah, exactly. Just talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is a big thing. It was like, what the, f- where did this even come from? And, people, but, and, pe- and a couple people have asked us. <laughs> yeah. 
one of the emails asked us, so this is our answer. But um, Halo, what annoyed me about her gender fluid thing was also that I felt like it was inconsistent to her character. Like, it, it just felt like another thing, another checkbox to mark off for the virtue signaling. But you can't have it both ways. Either she's not the girl, or she's or she she can't be, oh, I'm my own being, but I'm also not a girl or a boy, when later in the series, she does remember that she was that person, right? Well, she has the memories of uh, Gabrielle. Yeah. But not her whole life. Like, certain flashes of Gabrielle's life comes to her. But she doesn't remember everything about Gabrielle's life. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't make her... At least in some level, a woman. It's it's well, weird that it's gender fluid came up. She's both. <laughs> but when does that even come up? Like what it came up in that that one moment? Like why? Again, how does that play to her character at all? Is, is there that, ever is there ever a moment where she's like, I'm feeling like a, I'm feeling handsome today, or like I don't want to be? She kisses that girl, which is also a random story thread. I'm like, who is this girl? Yeah, who is she? Like, it's, I don't it's Harper. It's Harper Row, but. And she's got this whole thing with her father being abusive. She's like a, she's like another bat Batman person in the Bat family. Okay, random. That whole, oh yeah, it was it was random. It's yeah. like who, who are you? <laughs> like she lets the girl kiss her. Just I don't, I don't even know what that where that go. It led to nothing because then it's like yeah, it, it, it's one. It's like. Like you would think it would be the drama between her. And yeah, her like it didn't. It didn't provide. It didn't do anything to this. Granted, there's still more story to tell, so who knows? We could be completely wrong, but it didn't add anything to the story. No, because the, the, the drama. Between he, yeah, her even and when she came out, was like, yeah, it happened. It was like, oh, I forgive you. Yeah, because but that really wasn't the crux of what her issue was. Like he, he was asking her, like, you seem like you're acting different around me. Like I know it's because I found out that your your body person killed my family basically by letting in the criminals or whatever but she was acting weird because she found out she was dying that's where the drama stemmed from mm-hmm. so to have that even be a thing where it's like oh yeah it's also that you kissed the girl who cares that's not really what the, the real issue here is why even have it be a thing and just toss into the plot other uh, the only thing I can see that being a reason for it is is again it that's how they tie it back to the gender fluid thing like no 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 see she's bi so Gender fluid. There you go. But I'm like, that's not. You don't need that. The time we spend with her shooting a gun with that chick on the side of like the road, and that even that that you know what also have an issue with that is is because again it feels like pulling from the real world or just just too much trying to have a message. Like I didn't need a I don't know a very special episode of Young Justice familial abuse. Like, you know what I mean? I didn't need that. But that was like a whole thing. Like the, ep- the episode had nothing to do with that. But at the end of the episode, they literally had like a, you know, call for domestic abuse and violence. And I'm like, so the whole point of this was just to interject this, 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 this social issue. But I'm like, I don't feel like, and I could be wrong because I haven't seen it in a long time. But I never remember feeling like that in Young Justice Season 1. Do you? Do you remember ever being a thing like that in Young Justice Season 1? I don't think so. I feel like the show's become so much more culturally I don't, I don't, aware. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that being. I don't, th- I don't think so. But yeah, I don't think so. The issues but, came but from they, the but characters. But they've done that in other other things. Was they they have an episode be 
maybe not Young Justice, but they'll have an episode be about whatever, no, no. and then it'll be like, please call the suicide hotline or a whatever. Very special episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, and I have no issue with that by itself. But these are all things you got to take into context that this show keeps hitting. It keeps. This is not a, a clearly from our discussion. This is not in a vacuum. This it feels like this show more this season more than any of the other seasons became like a social message like it became like we have responsibility these kids to actually inject some of these social issues into our show but it's like that's not why i love the show this sh- i love the show for the drama between characters and the situations they're in but not because of the social issues they they acknowledge or or talk about or like you know or you know what i'm saying you get where i'm coming from yeah 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 because i'll say i'll say it right now to try and get off of the political angle that we're on my favorite episode of this season so far Maybe not the season, but at least in the, the this block that we watched that you know, when the show came back, um, was the episode that felt most like injustice when the outsiders first form and it's Beast Boy and his group fighting those uh, the Reach ships. I like that episode a lot. I'm like, this feels like injustice again. This feels like an adventure story. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I like the episode with uh, Wonder Woman and Guy Gardner and Superman. And I like I like that too because it felt like just like unlimited. <laughs> I'm like when when it's like these one off episodes that feel like those original shows. I like it, but so much of it is is mired in this political stuff, these political issues. But then also, like we said, so many things happening simultaneously. So I I lose track or of the core scene of the with show. The, with the nurse woman was giving this full three hour exposition. Of trying to say how she infiltrated Young Justice and she created Brion and Tara. I mean, yeah, Tara and Halo. And I was like, all right, this is going on way too long. Yeah, She's still talking. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, overall, how do you feel about what we've watched the second half of the season? I, I mean, like I said, I still like it. Yeah. But compared to seasons one and two? Compared to seasons one and two, I would say this is the weakest season. But it's like it's weird. Like as much as I say, oh, I don't appreciate, I don't like how they did this. I don't like, oh, this is for uh, like I still like the season. So it's like I don't know. No, I agree with you. I yeah, also it's like, it's like weird to like place it and rate it because I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's but like, but I think this is good. I, I like. I, I feel like I'm in like a weird spot. Was like I like. I do like it. Well, it's just, I just don't like the certain things that they're doing. Yeah. And then, That's like, the weird. fact that, again, like, I feel like it's all over the place. Granted, it's all, the stuff that they're telling, like, in a vacuum, like, I like the stuff that they're telling, but it's like, it's too much. It's too much going on. Like, I feel like the story's not as focused. Like, who's the main character in this? Everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's too many characters. Everybody's the main character. Like, Why does Mitch Marshall look like that? We still, I still don't know. Even the episode, like they they had Karen and uh, Mal show up for an episode. B- Bumblebee and uh, what the fuck is Mal's superhero name? I don't remember. Oh, uh, Guardian. Yeah, Guardian. And what was that even about? The like her going into her kid and rewriting her DNA or whatever. Making the her fuck? a metahuman. First of all, is that can she just do that? Can she get so small she's like DNA sized? Apparently, she can. That's like some overpowered she, shit. She's Ant Man. <laughs> But that, she could be the Ant Man in the universe and kill Darkseid by going up his ass and blowing him up. Like if she can get so small, she can go into your DNA and fuck up your DNA. What? <laughs> well, but it's not that easy though. She got injected into her daughter. Like it's not like she just did it. 
I mean, still, <laughs> I didn't get so small you could move around DNA and re fucking. I don't know. That whole thing was like, what? And then she's crying. But I'm like, I don't. I haven't seen your character in so long. I don't, I'm not feeling your emotions when you're but crying I think, about. I think again, going like trying to tell me, like I think that that's their subtle way of metaphors of like, cause like there's conversations or whatever happening now where they're basically talking about like at a certain point we are technologically going to be able to alter the DNA of kids. So like parents say, well, I want my kid to come out with blue eyes like my grandfather or like Gattaca. Oh, like if they search for a gay gene, like, no, I don't want my kid to be gay. Like change that. Yeah. So I guess gay gene. (laughs) I'm I'm being serious. You got one pink cell here. Clearly (laughs) the cells, uh, uh, flamingo. (laughs) It looks like a flamingo. So it's like, do you want your son to have that flamingo DNA Mm. or no? Ah, the rainbow gene. Take that out. (laughs) So it's like, no, alter this. So it's like, that gets into that touchy subject. Like, but see, I feel like, but but then it also gets into a, like, it, it could be a slippery slope where it's like, well, but then at the same time, it's like, well, you can see the good, the the good, the good side to that. Like, if you see your child born with like, maybe they have a gene for like sickle cells. That's like why she can, did it. You can alter that and say, no, you don't. I don't want my child to have sickle. Cells. Obviously, but then it's like, but then it gets to those other problems. So like, now you're like modifying your child to. But again, going back to, I feel like the agenda comes before the story because they want to touch on that social issue, but I feel like they didn't do the legwork to actually make me feel for the character. Like on a on a hypothetical level, I'm like, oh okay, yeah, I could see myself having a hard time trying to decide if I'm gonna alter my kids' genes or not. But those characters have not been in the show. Like, where have they been? I mean, I think the last they popped seen, in. I think we've seen them in season two, but this since season two, yeah. yeah, they've just popped in. But like, I feel like if you're gonna make that a plot point, I I, I don't even know where it's building towards. I don't, I have no idea why this is an important thing for the story. But let's say it does become more important later. Like, why not make that choice more impactful by having her be a main character? Like, you know what I mean? Then you would care. Then when she cries, when she decides to fucking change her kids' I think genes, pa- I, think part of I it, would feel sad. <laughs> I, I think part of it is, like, on the strength of the fact that people, you, you, the creators assume, if you're watching this show, you are a fan of the DC Universe. And you're a fan of the lore and the comics and the, and everything that goes on. So it's like, yeah, sure, we're interested. We haven't seen Mal and Karen in a while, but you read the comics, you know who Bumblebee and Guardian are. So I oh. think that, I think that's part of I think that's part of it. That's a slippery slope of the DCEU. <laughs> you're a fan, right? You know who Superman is. We don't gotta tell you. <laughs> it's like mm, you gotta do. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that, I think that's part of it. I can see that being the case. And granted, watching this show does make me think to myself. I'm like. God, you see all these characters that you will never get to see. Like, talk about, and we're going to get to this later, but like, they're doing fucking Pennyworth shows and stuff like that. But it's like, I would like to see Blue Beetle show up. Like, why can't we see a Blue Beetle show up? Or like, granted, it might be weird, but like, Karen and, maybe not their own show, but have Karen and Mal show up in like, any type of DCEU property or, or Beast Boy or Aqualad or... Or Midnighter and Apollo, or the 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 teleporting guy El Dorado. Like we're never gonna see these characters in these live action projects. Zatanna. Yeah. It's like there's so many great characters that they can make properties, whether movies or TV shows. But yet we get Pennyworth or uh, 
they're talking about. I remember once upon a time it was like we're gonna do Black Hawk. Oh my god! As a DC property, it's like yeah, whatever happened to that? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, there's there's such a cadre of characters that they could do that would be interesting. Yeah, but yet you keep going into the same pool of characters over and over and over again, Batman, and then Batman, you wonder Batman. why. Yeah, and then you wonder why people are getting bored. Yeah. Even the show got bored. Batman. It was like, oh, Batman's setting up his own like the, uh, uh, what is it? Covert team. What but even it? then, it's like, where? How, <laughs> how can we never seen like a solo Nightwing property or like, if you want to stay with Batman, stop doing Batman, Batman, Batman. Like, give me, give me Nightwing, not Batwoman. She's way too new. I mean, they don't even have the characters they established season two in this. Like, where, where the fuck is? Where's Batwing? Where's Tim Drake been? I mean, you saw him. You this, saw him. Yeah, you saw him. He was there in the lineup. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, there, like there's characters I went in the follow that are not following. Like, I wanted to see more of the new Kid Flash and Blue and that's, Beetle. And that's and, another thing. Like, they do shit on Tim Drake a lot. Like, considering in the comic world, Tim Drake, like everything, everything that you traditionally think is Robin, came from Tim Drake. Like, people associated with Dick Grayson, but like, it came from Robin. Yeah, like came from Tim Drake. Like the bow staff, you think of the suit, like Dick Grayson's suit. He had the briefs, yeah, the, the green briefs, the, the elf briefs, <laughs> yeah. That's Dick Grayson. But most of the stuff that you think, because like Tim Drake was the Robin that had his own solo comic for years. Mm. But yet, people always automatically assume it's Dick Grayson. It's like, oh, let me yeah, before you get on the. So it's like, why you keep shitting on Tim Drake? Like, <laughs> he's the smartest of the Robins. Well, he's not around in this show, so. <laughs> Before we move on to Pennyworth, though, um, how do you feel about Beast Boy? They, they do a lot of things different with this character that I'm familiar with, like Teen Titans and stuff. Well, yeah, this isn't the Teen Titans Beast Boy. He's no. way more serious, even though it's the same voice actor. He's the, literally the leader of the little outsiders in this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem. Like, I, like, I don't mind a serious take on Beast Boy. I don't mind it either. Um, I, I do like the... And I'm pretty sure they're doing it because they want to separate the Beast Boy from the Beast Boy of Teen Titans. Yeah. Waffles! Oh my god! <laughs> I like the PR stuff that they're doing with the uh, the outsiders and how that is like a reflection of our modern society with the you know, likes and fucking views and all that bullshit. Why don't you just saying oh, take it from talk about Instagram and all this other stuff? Why don't you just railing against that? Well, headlines, <laughs> but that's like that's just taking it from our our current society. Like that's and I like, like how they kind of they kind of the boys they kind of tease a relationship between Cyborg and Beast Boy. In that one scene. In that one scene. Where they were like trying to see how much he can lift. Oh yeah. It's like cyborg origins in this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I do and I do like that like there are way more or a, a lot of characters of color in this in this show that they kinda get focused on with it with Cyborg, El Dorado. Yep, you gotta stay woke, bro. The only thing is like, <laughs> the only thing is like Blue Beetle that doesn't take off his his, his thing now, his scarab. <laughs> I just like that joke. When he was like static yeah. made. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm brown too. It's like, no, but you might as well be blue with yeah, that helmet on. Blue. <laughs> I think static is severely underused. It makes me so sad. I'm like, oh, you had your own show, bro, and now you're fucking. This is a side character yeah, at I best. Agree. But I do like that they do pepper in some of the milestone characters, like you saw Holocaust. Mm. Uh, Where happened to Icon and, and Rocket? They don't show them at all. At all. And she was part of Young Justice yeah. at one point. One of the main squad at the end. Yeah. But nah, son. 
And Icon was always next to Superman. Yeah, where's he at in the whole fucking uh, uh, parademon invasion shit? I think he'd be really useful, Black yeah. Superman. Like, nah. <laughs> He's or, on Earth Melanin somewhere fighting. Or you saw you saw Hardware in one scene who's like the Black Iron Man. Mm, but they don't really that. show... Where, where's Earth M? Where's Earth Melanin? I want to see that. They need to bring that. All like, right. I remember they talked about Milestone Comics coming out with their own series like years ago. Like, what's going on with that? All right, before we get into Pennyworth, though, what'd you rate the, the season so far? Mm-hmm. I would say a little more than passable. Um, uh, I agree. I feel like a lot of stuff just waffling between high more than passable and low more than passable. Yeah, I'm in there. Uh, so let's talk about Pennyworth. The army. I'll have no more to do with it now. I want to be my own man. I started up a security firm. My apologies. Thursday night's always a bit naughty. We can meet Saturday. It's going to be a nice day. Rather forward of you? No. I saw the weather forecast. I didn't get your name. Pennyworth. Thomas Wayne. I have security needs. I recently discovered a criminal conspiracy. They missed. They can't afford to have any loose ends. Ronnie! Esme! Ronnie! Call us when you've got Thomas Wayne. You're a dancer, are you? I love dancing, me. Mr. Pennyworth, if they kill me, they have to kill you. There will be no exchange. If things go pear-shaped, I'll do my best to keep you alive. Was it worth a penny, Michael? Did you enjoy it? I said that on my uh, Facebook. <laughs> Is this show going to be worth a penny? <laughs> well, was it? <laughs> Funny enough, even though I was like, oh, we're doing shows like Pennyworth... I actually did like it. <laughs> you know what I, I like still, is weird? While, granted, now while watching it, I was still like, why does this even, why does this shit exist? There's like, no reason. There's no reason for this to exist. I don't even know why there's more than one episode. I feel like it should just be over. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a weird parallel universe where he didn't sign up to work with Thomas Wayne and ended well, up working for the queen or whatever. But they're going that route. Yeah, I know they are. But I'm just like, oh, I don't need to see that. Just let it just let it end here. <laughs> but like I said, even though the whole time I was like, this doesn't need to exist, I was like, you can still, ha- like, give me Zatanna, why is Swamp Thing canceled, all these other properties, Justice League Dark, Nightwing. But Pennyworth. <laughs> yeah, but Pennyworth. Like, why? But at the end of the day, like I said, the first that first episode, I was like, I will keep. I'm. I'm gonna keep watching. Like I'm. Inve- I'm. I'm interested. I'm gonna keep watching. Mm. I enjoyed it. I like the actor. The I still place. don't know. Like I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the story. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where. Like how does this connect to anything? There's a British conspiracy that goes as deep as the fucking prime minister, Michael. Don't you get it? I don't. Who cares? Overall, <laughs> it's stupid, but it's, I like it. It's. <laughs> I, if there wasn't more of a series, <laughs> I'd be like, all right, that was that was relatively painless. But I'm not interested enough to keep watching. I'm just like, oh, that was all right. My favorite part is the the main actor who plays Alfred. Because I think he does an amazing job of channeling, uh, what's his name, from Dark Knight? The uh, 
John no Kane Michael Michael Kane yeah Michael Kane yeah his his accent he sounds his, just his, like his accent is like Michael Kane but I think his Alfred is more like the Gotham Alfred no but I mean the Michael Kane Alfred was also in the war wasn't he he was in the war he was but he doesn't seem like he seems more like the Gotham Alfred like more hard I guess. I don't know. Michael Caine's an old ass man in the Dark Knight, so I can see him being a very old. It made me sad because I kept envisioning him as the younger version of Michael Caine. I'm like, man, he used to get bitches. <laughs> now he got nothing but 10 Batman's wounds. This is bullshit. You, you want to say it the accent, just say Michael Caine. Michael Caine? My cocaine. Like, I'm doing cocaine. My cocaine? Yeah. <laughs> My name is Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> the soys of a tangerine. Like, it's. I don't know the the storyline. Well, yeah, like like I said, like so generic. The girl he likes gets kidnapped. That, but and, that but that's the weird thing about this show. Like it's so devoid of anything Batman related. But at the end of the day, like you could call this like it didn't have to be called Pennyworth. You could you could call this MI six or whatever, and it's it's it still be the same thing. Yeah. But like I said, I I liked what I saw. I was I'm, so I'm I would be interested to watch more, but I still don't know. Why it exists is basically how, my only way to describe the show. The fact that that's your your takeaway and you would still watch more, I'm confused. Because <laughs> I like what they did, but at the same time, it's like, but this is a DC, this is a DC pro- like there are other characters. Uh, do I need to watch? But for a- what they did, I enjoy it. Like it's not something that made me go, oh, yeah. Like I see why they, I see why this story needed to be told. Like no. So why would you keep but watching if you're the story? Telling, but if you're telling this story, like I'm curious to see because I I like like the actor that played like you mentioned the actor that played Pennyworth Alfred I like I like his portrayal. I also like accents, so I like the fact and that everybody's. I like, like uh, they're they're not the lingo. What's it called? They're they're slang. The, the dialect. Yeah, the dialect. And I like political thrillers, and this is basically what basically what that is. Mm. Yeah, see, I don't. <laughs> Unless you throw in some superheroes in that political thriller, <laughs> like Scandal. Yeah, I didn't watch that. I know you didn't because you're racist. <laughs> but like, I like all those House of Cards, all that shit. I didn't watch House of Cards, but like, yeah, I like political thrillers. One of my top favorite movies is Enemy of the State, which is a big political thriller. Mm. Well, this is Alfred and his his old war buddies fighting conspiracies. Yeah, so I mean, I like movies. I'm I like movies slash shows like that. So. Mm. What do I say all the time? The two things I always talk about on Facebook are politics and comics. <laughs> this is why you're okay with them melding so much, and I'm not. <laughs> so, what'd you rate it? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious about this one. <laughs> Mr. Why the story? But, you know, keep watching it. <laughs> well, no, I'm laughing because I'm just like, I'm just imagining your reaction. I would give it a perfect vision. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> What? What is perfect about this? <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> oh, you're trash. You gave scary stories to the dark and poor vision. It was garbage. It was garbage. Uh, uh, is this more competent than uh, scary stories in the dark? Yes. Yes. I'd agree with that. Uh, by a lot. <laughs> but one's for kids. <laughs> and one's a non-Batman, Batman property. But it's- you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> You Am I though? Yes. Because Gotham sucks. Gotham did suck, but we didn't watch that, so we're not the no, problem. You then. did. No, I watched I, thirteen episodes. No, I tried watching. And I fell off, like, but you still go back. I didn't even go back. <laughs> I tried to, but I couldn't do it. I, I ended up watching the last 
not even the full last episode. I watched part of the last episode just to see how they revealed uh, the last version of Joker and the Batman suit. That wasn't even worth it. <laughs> it wasn't that great. But this, I don't know. I can't. It's competent. I don't, it's but weird, the, but it's not my thing. Unfolding conspiracy. Like, I'm interested to find out. Like, what, what conspiracy? Who cares? Who, who the fuck cares? It's, they're, they're, they're trading money. They're laundering money. Oh, I've never seen that before. <laughs> any, any property you could say you've seen, like, there's nothing new under the sun, but it's like how you do it. And like I said, I'm, int- I, I, I'm interested in political thrillers. And that's also, exactly- it wasn't as violent as I was led to believe. Like, I was told that it was, like, gory. No, it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't I, that it violent. Wasn't, it was, it was violent, more violent than most stuff on TV. I guess I was expecting like John, not John Wick, maybe John Wick, John Wick, Jason Bourne, but it wasn't really that. You're not gonna get that unless it's like HBO, Showtime. And they also ground him, which is good because he's fucking Alfred. But you know, they show that action scene in the beginning where he takes out those two guys who are like being rowdy at the bar, but then immediately the girl that he helps escort out like tries to punch Thomas Wayne, her brother, and ends up punching him in the face, and it's like, well, clearly. He can't really take a punch from a person because <laughs> that punch from the nose from the little girl. Well, no, he's not the rock. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I'm like, it's not even like it's like supernatural. Or well, not no, that's why I was like, but. I feel like this is going to, that's why I was like, you could call the show MI6 or whatever and it wouldn't take anything away from it. Cause I feel like, I feel like I got everything I needed. I feel, from the like, first for, I feel like for the most part, this is going to be the most non supernatural show. Like they may hint to like the court of owls. Yeah, that's about it. That's probably about it. Like the stuff with the like, he, I don't need to see anymore. He got he he tried to get the girl. He got the girl. He tried to fight the bad guy. He beat the bad guy. Now there's more like prime minister bullshit, and he meets the queen at the like, end. Like I feel like this is more Kingsman without the crazy, good stuff, without, without the crazy action. <laughs> the good stuff, but just like the spy stuff. Like so, um, the good stuff. Like I like the first Kingsman because it was a parody on James Bond, but it took it lighter. Like it was, it just it didn't take itself seriously. I like that. But well, this Kingsman on TV budget, so not well, cable cable budget. But it's not hyper realistic and bombastic. It's very realistic. My favorite part though is the fact that the I don't know if it's like accurate, but I like the the slang they use. It seems very old timey. Apparently, people upstairs agree. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So I would give it. Passable. <laughs> I'm just passable. Cause you suck. No, you suck. <laughs> Fucking perfect vision Whatever. of this shit. People say they like when we argue, so fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> All right, let's think about something we can agree. We can both agree on. Let's you don't know what's good. You don't know what's good. Come on. Uh, politics. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's not even like there's real politics in this. It's just fake conspiracies and money laundering. Right? Fake because there's too much magic in the show. <laughs> no, there's no magic. That's part of the problem. <laughs> Um, I think there's, we can both there's, agree. There's, there's magic. You saw the magic Where? happening with that girl and the, and the weird kidnapper. <laughs> and I'm dead. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and then she got mad. I I treated you nice. She's like a weird female Joker, but not really. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Perfect vision though. <laughs> so, yeah, no bullshit. Was, I'm I'm watched episode two <laughs> later. All right, here's something we both agree on though for Perfect Vision, Demon Slayer, episode nineteen. Yes. Boku. Many to your good, I let 
and before in the podcast or, or in the Patreon episode when we talked about Demon Slayer, I did mention that so far in the show, I didn't feel like it reached perfect vision level for me. Well, the show was like, hold my beard, motherfucker, because I'm about to hit you with the most feel-inducing episodes yet. And again, it's a master of storytelling to me. I don't think it's just the storytelling. I think it's also the... Just like My Hero Academia. What, the theme song? I love this food. I love this fucking theme song, especially when the music kicks in. It's no rising the Well, racist. But um, what was I say? Oh, yeah, I uh. The show is basically just hold my beard. Like Alright. <laughs> but uh Yeah. Well yeah, the animation for this show is fucking great. It's not just my hero. It's, I mean it's, it's like my hero academia, where it's a mixture of the music, like, it's the just animation, like, and to some extent the storytelling. But it's the like fact a, that it's can like make a me cum care. painting of animation. Whoa. <laughs> like a Picasso painting of cum. The way they, they pull from like the classical Japanese art style of like the and I forgot what it's called, the Niyazaki, Nizumi tidal wave. I don't know what it's called. But you know, those classic Japanese paintings. And they, they, they kind of interject that 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 artistry into like his sword swings. That's fucking dope. But in this episode, I mean, when you break it down, yes, the ending was fucking epic when he's cutting through those fucking wires that the, the puppet demon's putting up. It's like, oh, you thought those puppet strings were powerful? Oh, here's the real spider web strings that are even more powerful. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to have a flashback to my dad, who we've never even talked about before this moment. No. But <laughs> but somehow it's going to be the emotional strength I need to, to cut through your wires Granted, and win. when I watched that, I still had... Feelings. A, I still had an outwardly powerful cum shot when the final moment happened but at the same time I'm just like so he just randomly gets powers out of nowhere that he always had in him that he just somehow forgot that he had Yeah, and now he can control water and fire I'm just like the fuck out of here Yeah, (laughs) And, and like you think about how long he had to train to just be able to access the water abilities is it really is that real? Yeah. Like it's real. It's real water. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know if that was like a like a Because you think about like, like an illustrative way to show his power. I was gonna say, cause you think about it, like he I know had, the kid's he, lightning. Yeah, it's the real other lightning. kid had the lightning. Yeah. And then the other uh, guy has beast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the element beast, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. So it's really fire in that moment. Yeah. Okay. Because they, they do like a thing that they, they don't really do in anime, really, which is they put a heavy emphasis on martial arts breathing techniques, which is like, you know, it's anime. So they they, they, they over embellish how it works. Mm-hmm. But the idea of drawing strength and momentum from your breathing, and it gives you power in your swing. But that's what I was saying. Considering how long he had to train to learn the water abilities, he just suddenly remembers he has fi- like... Yeah, it's man. not something you for just forget. No, no, no. And now all of a sudden you're that much of a master of it. <laughs> Emotional flashbacks always to, make you stronger. That you was able to take out one of the twelve Kizubu, whatever, whatever it's called. Who was so powerful he completely outclassed you a second ago. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like, uh, how how much does breathing help? I <laughs> I'm really confused by the breathing here. And then they kind of make a mention to us it. like, it's weird that I just remember this. It's like, 
because you need like uh, it's and it's a trope. Like they did try and set you're, it up. You're as powerful as you need to be. Facts. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. But they at least try to set it up in this episode with uh, the beast guy almost dying, and then them talking about how uh, when you die or about to die, your life flashes before your well, eyes. Not the beast guy. Uh, uh the crybaby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, the lightning guy. But yeah, you, your life flashes before your eyes right before you die. So the idea there is like, oh, I, I've never really thought about this really important thing that could have totally helped me at any point before this, but now I'm thinking about it because I'm about to die. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, it was, to me, when you really take a step back and look at that scene, it's pretty shallow. Like, it's not like a My Hero Demon moment where it's like, oh, this feels so earned. Oh, yeah, like everything's like falling into place to make this fucking, this moment feel so larger than life. It really didn't. But I feel like it did enough in the moment to trick your brain into hitting all of those same switches that My Hero Academia does. Where it's like, oh, you get the flashback, you get the motivation scene, oh, you get the amazing animation, oh, you get the fucking amazing score. That score that was oh, happening yeah, the in that score scene, that was happening during that scene. That's yeah. really what made you go, oh, this is awesome! Yeah. <laughs> and then the moment of his sister helping him at the last second, that I think was like the last like, oh, yeah, sister-brother teamwork! Oh, they love each other! <laughs> But even that didn't feel. I'm like, since I, the, the mother goes to her and is like, "Oh, but your brother's gonna die." I'm yeah, like, like who, huh? Where, where is she coming yeah, from? <laughs> what plot? Wake, wake up and save your brother. Okay, uh, <laughs> she does it. So I was like, "All right, well." With a new blood art that came out of nowhere, like, what is that? That's her new power. She can just she unlocked her power. She can explode. That's her. That's blood her blood demon art. art. Exploding blood. Okay. Any, I, I'm guessing it's any blood. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> and I think it was also for me in that moment, and it did remind me of the Deku versus muscular scene because the whole time, because we've already established that these guys are too strong for them to some extent. Like that's why the beast guy couldn't beat that, the father demon. And he got saved by that guy that saved, uh, what's his face in the first episode? I'm blanking on his name. Tanjiro. The whole time I'm thinking, oh, he's going to get saved. The guy's going to come at the last second and save him. Especially when his sword fucking snaps. And it's like, oh, fuck. Now what do I do? Like, okay, it's it definitely the guy's going to come save him. But when he doesn't, and he uses his own powers to do it, I think that also gives it, like, the emotional boost of, like, oh, he's doing it himself. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, to quantify. Was that the season finale? It felt like it. It, did, it felt like it, yeah. Especially because of the ending and how it, like, it did that thing in anime where when it's like the end of the season, they play the yeah, theme song play the theme, so yeah. over the credits. But what a, a weird place to end. Right? It didn't feel like it was building up to him beating this random demon. No. He's a Kazuki or whatever, but okay. What does that mean? <laughs> also, fuck that demon. No one's going to take my sister. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> No, that's his thing. He wants to bond. He's like, I'm, I'm keeping I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make her bond with me. <laughs> Ew. Resent <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has these white strings that comes out of his body. But yeah, for me, this is a perfect vision episode. I mean, yeah, as much as I was like, this is stupid. This is stupid. I agree. Yeah. Do you agree with what I'm saying then? With all like the, like the moment itself, when you really look at it, it's like. There wasn't really much here. That's what I was saying. As much as much as I was complaining, saying certain things was stupid, like I still felt exactly what they wanted me to feel. Yeah, like a fuck yes. <laughs> and then uh, most of that helped with the animation and the score. 
I think they're they're animated. Like imagine if One Punch Man had this level of animation. Oh my god, it would have been so better. Yes, yeah. that's what makes you realize like animation and music are important. Like those two things can like really elevate a story. And I feel like the anime is slowly starting to recognize between Demon Slayer and My Hero Academia now. Like, oh, we can trick these motherfuckers' brains. <laughs> we have the perfect combination of music, animation, and never give up. It's the automatic, like, yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to talk about with Demon Slayer? Um... No. Like, was there anything else? Not really. Lightning guy turning into a spider demon until we got the... Again, breathing somehow fucking stops. <laughs> just breathe, man. Just just breathe. It's all right. <laughs> well, I mean, they do... That, that is a thing. And like, real, like you, if you slow your breathing... It's yeah. the same. Even, even, the poison. Even when, even when you go swimming, like, if you slow... If, you, if you're able to slow your breathing enough... Or not breathing, but like... If you meditate enough to like your heart rate, yeah, slow your heart rate. You could be underwater for way longer. Yeah, like me, I can only hold my breath for like thirty seconds. It's weird that there's so much focus on the breathing in this anime. I've never seen that. And I'm like, how do people do? Like, they could be underwater for like five minutes. <laughs> I'm like, I can't hold my breath for more than thirty seconds. <laughs> I'm like, not freaking out, yeah. <laughs> Aqualad, you are and not. I, it's not <laughs> even like I'm freaking out. I'm just like, I'll just go like. <gasps> And go under, and then I'll just count, like, how long can I hold my breath? And I'm like, let's try to make it to a minute. Try to make it to a minute. I'm like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, clearly, I shouldn't be in any type of water. No. <laughs> you are not Aquaman. All right, so let's move on. Let's get into real quick about Dr. Stone's latest episode. So Um, and this is now after the fact of... There's a flashback of uh, his Senku's, when he f- first broke out of stone, and how... That was the most recent episode. Didn't we talk about that last time? No. The most recent episode was... The episode we talked about was when he cracked his neck. But the, that's not the most recent episode. The most recent episode is the one where that girl, the, the girl from the other tribe or whatever, fights Tsukasa. You didn't see that? Huh? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> the most recent episode of Dr. Stone is after his neck is fixed by the, the miracle water, water or whatever. Yeah, there's a flashback up. of him. No, that was... No, th- that whole episode, it didn't reveal that he was alive yet. Yes, they did. No, the episode ends before he is revived. He's just like, Sanku! Wake up! You have to be alive! Well, no, remember there was a, remember, is, is the parallel a between Senku yelling it and his friend yelling it like his friend was yelling it to his body and then he was yelling it to his friend in the past what was there another episode I don't know what's going on <laughs> this is what happens when we miss episodes 
There was another episode where he actually woke up and he was like, I'm surprised you guys. That's the most recent episode. That wasn't the flashback? No. I don't know what's going on. No. The flashback was the episode before that. Because that whole episode, they didn't reveal that so, he was how about, alive. How about you tell me what happened? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm melding these two episodes together. Well, the most clearly, recent- I, did, I did see that like he was awake. And yeah. then he tried to get... He got uh, Yuzahira to go on a mission. He was like, I, you, only you can do this or whatever. I wouldn't trust him to do whatever. Well, like, they're both going undercover. You have, you have the craftsman or whatever ship to do something. He whispered whispered in her ear. I don't know what it was. Well, they're going back to Tsukasa to pretend that Senku is dead and to kind of be like his secret agents. Yeah, because he doesn't know he's alive. Yeah. And then in the meantime, Senku is going to find those other people. Oh, yeah. And he was yelling, we might not see each other for a while. He was like, all right, guys, just make sure we don't make any loud noises so Tsukasa can't find us. Senku! Oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Did you forget? But uh, but yeah, and then as uh, Sinku's after Sinku leaves and they split up, the the girl, the tribal girl that I guess was born in this world, it wasn't like a thing where she was revived from stone. Maybe she's part of a culture that already exists, or like people that were revived and they had kids, so she's like a second generation or something of, of people there. Mm-hmm. And then she fought Sukasa, but then because Sukasa is a fucking Sephiroth character because <laughs> he's basically a My Hero Academia character but in the real world quote unquote he like completely overpowers her and then cuts a fucking tree in half and the tree lands on her but she uh, luckily isn't like her body's not crushed she's just pinned and then Sinku finds her and then he helps her with science to get out of the out from underneath the, the tree trunk that was a that was a episode. Did I see this episode because I'm like, I mean, you described half of it. Yeah, I was described, but I'm like, I don't remember that part. <laughs> what? That's how the whole episode ends. I don't remember that part. There's <laughs> yeah, like a whole montage of him like rigging up a pulley system and I pulling it the ended tree with up. him screaming goodbye. I don't know. What's no, going that on. was the middle of the episode. Maybe I only saw half of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that was a great episode. Turn this off. <laughs> yeah, because Sukasa fights her. I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, well, that was the episode, so (laughs) I enjoyed it. Great episode. (laughs) I've seen people complain that they don't like the girl's character design, though, because her eyes are fucking huge. She's got big, freaky eyes. Have you seen that? I don't... I mean, clearly not. You don't know what the girl is I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay, well, that was the episode. Uh, Great episode, guys. More than passable, I guess, (laughs) for me. (laughs) But now we're caught up, so now we're on the same page. Are we, though? Yes. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Anything after Sinku saving the tribal girl from the tree trunk with the pulley system? As a whole thing. It's a whole sequence of him rigging up the pulley system and pulling pulling it off of her. And she's, like, infatuated by him. So he got, like, you know. It's his, his jungle girl now. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, you need to watch Kengugudugura's Summanana Manana. It's called Mr. Taliman Tali Me Banana. That's what you need to watch. On Netflix. <laughs> Tali Me Banana. I don't even know if it's good, but I started they watching like it. I started watching it in the first episode. I didn't finish the first episode, but it's the first. Well, I, th- I think I watched like 10 minutes because oh. I was at work. I was on break. Okay. And I was like, it seems funny. All right, so what we got news, guys? Getting news league with Michael. She's the Black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I could call you a nigga, but you better not. If he says that shit to you, you his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want hand me down. I don't want any gay things. I don't want It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael news. Um, 
There's no trailers this week, at least none that I care about. Um, but yeah, so box office for this week, Hobbs and Shaw is still number one. It brought in $25 million. It's now over $108 million uh, domestically. And I think it's at like $333 million worldwide to the point that uh, The Rock commented. Remember I mentioned last week, or was it last week? Uh, I mentioned Tyrese was shitting on, shitting on The Rock. Or or uh, not The Rock, but the Hobbs and Shaw franchise. Talking about, uh, what did he say? Basically saying, oh, this is what happens when you, when you neglect the family or whatever. Basically shitting on the fact that the uh, Fast and Furious franchise only made like $60 million or whatever. Mm. It's not a win though, according to Tyrese, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So he was, he was shitting on it. So now because uh, Hobbs and Shaw made over $333 million, now The Rock came out with a tweet. It was like, not too bad of a first week box office business. Thanks, everyone around the world for having a great time and supporting our little sp- our little spinoff known as Hobbs and Shaw. Um, <laughs> the Tyree statement was so fucking stupid. I'm not hating as you're hating. <laughs> but he said, thank, 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 thank you, everyone, for making this an exciting first week of, of box office for our little spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, number one movie and $330 million, $333 million worldwide. Ain't too shabby. And remember, the best way to shut the mouth of a clown is to flex with success, success and a smile. And then he put up a <laughs> flexing emoji. I mean, emoji. I don't know how I feel about Rock being petty in like response. Like, <laughs> pettiness goes both ways. But yeah, but I, to write, Tyrese is being petty, so it's like... Yeah, I know, but like, I would like The Rock to be above that. I feel like he should be. But he's The Rock. The what? same person that would be like, it doesn't matter what you think. But it's like or, this weird. I'm gonna take this shoe and I'm gonna shove it up your candy ass. Like, yeah, but is it the character? Because then on one hand he promotes all his positivity and bullshit, but then it's like, are you really positive though? That's just an act. Because like, is, I mean, is that is that rock cele- the persona? All celebrities have a public persona, and then who they are in private. Yeah, like you think about. I don't like seeing the cracks. <laughs> you think about before Chris Brown became like the asshole he was. He was like a, this wholesome good kid that that was his public persona it's like no we found out who he really was yeah like the same chris brown that was on sesame street with elmo it's like no that's not who he was (laughs) in this world though i'm i'm always team rock so but also with that scary stories of telling the dark was number two it made 20 million not bad wow wow fuck (laughs) you (laughs) lion king is still in the top three it made 20 million this weekend which is still which is Pretty up there for its third weekend. So its domestic total is $473. And Dora the Explorer is number four with $17 million. And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is number five with $11.6 million, which brings its total domestic total to $100 million, which, which makes it the first summer movie this year, original summer movie this year, to make over a hundred million dollars, once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm. Have you seen that? I haven't. I, I wanted to, but I didn't see it. Uh, and the kitchen is sad. The kit, the kitchen is number seven at the box office. It only made five million dollars this weekend. But the sad thing is, like, consider it's like a DC property, a Virgo, Vir, 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 what? What did I say? Virgo, Vertigo, com, comic book property. 
It's sad that the kitchen made less than Dora the Explorer. That's... I mean, wait. That makes sense. Is it? Kitchen made less than Dora the Explorer? Yeah. I feel like... I'm like, that's kind of sad. It's Dora the Explorer. Yeah, this is a comic book movie. <laughs> Nobody knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that until you brought the kitchen. I'm like, wait, what? No. I'm like, that's, yeah, that's kind of sad. But this movie made no... And, and critics are panning this movie. I wanted to see, I wanted to see it. I didn't get a chance to see it, but... Uh, but Jordan is becoming uh, Jamie during the news section where he's just like not paying attention. <laughs> nah, he getting text, man. All right. <laughs> but also with that, uh, Lion King has now surpassed Frozen as the highest grossing animated movie, even though it's live action, the highest grossing animated movie of all time, hitting $1.33 billion worldwide. At four four hundred and seventy three uh, million domestically, mm. so Frozen had that record with four one point two eight billion, okay, and four hundred domestically, but yeah, Lion King surpassed that. Boo! So can you can you feel the love tonight? It's the worst thing possible. But also with that, so we may get a sequel to Lion King, but that might that's up in the air, but. Something that might not be up in the air. Disney is actually thinking of exploring or doing a uh, sequel to Aladdin. Like, are they going to base it off of... But, I was going to say, but they're saying that it's going to be, if they do uh, do it, it says, uh, I'll, I'll just read the quote. We certainly, we certainly, when we made the first movie, when we, when we first made the movie, wanted to just make the best movie we could and let audiences tell us if they wanted to see more. And I would say resoundingly, audiences want to see more. Do we though? They watched this movie multiple times. We have lots of fan letters about people who really go back and bring their friends and family. And so we're looking at what's been done before in the past and the home video and there's just more story to tell with an underlying material with with the underlying materials so without giving away too much we cert we are certainly exploring where we can go with this franchise but they're basically saying that uh it's not going to be something that you've seen before so also not uh, what was it? The second one, Return of Jafar. Return of Jafar, and then the next next King one was the Prince of Thieves oh, Prince of or King Thieves. of Thieves. One somebody somebody's royalty of thieves. I think it was the king. So basically, they're saying if they do do a sequel, they're not going to directly adapt Return of Jafar or adapt Prince of Thieves. They're going to make their maybe do a combination of both or do their own original story. That's weird. An original sequel to a remake. <laughs> That'd be stupid. It is stupid. It's Especially considering stupid. how it ended, like Return of Jafar is logical. It's logical. Yeah. Like, maybe not necessarily do the same exact like, yeah, sure, you could do a different take on Return of Jafar, but do Return of Jafar. For real. See the giant genie monster. Because also I'm like you I feel like you would have to do your own original story considering what you did with the genie. Like he's mm. not a genie anymore, so he can't help you. Yeah, that's right. Like, in Return of Jafar, he locked Genie away, so he couldn't help. Yeah. Even though he's supposed to be more, Jafar is way more powerful than that Genie, because Genie lost. When you become free, you lose your powers. Hmm. 
yeah, fuck this. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want Lion King 2, the original sequel to the CGI movie. Fuck this. <laughs> well, speaking of something that people don't want or uh, somebody doesn't want. So, yeah, remember all this talk about the New Mutants movie or how they might release it on Hulu or they might have a... They might actually still come out with it on, in theaters or they may do a TV release. Well, uh, Disney is saying that more than likely they are going to scrap the new mutants because they watched it and they are unimpressed. Okay. That's the, and, and other news, water wet. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just not going to release it? Because remember they were talking about, oh, they're going to do reshoots and yada, yada, yada. And Fuck that shit. No. I'm sure Maisie Williams looks way older now than she did when they were filming this. You know what I'm saying? It would be like a Ben Affleck thing in uh, Justice League where you can literally tell what are the reshoots based on how he looks. <laughs> yeah, so Disney, Disney's unimpressed with... Uh, so we might, we, But now it's like, because of all this f- hatred of the movie, now I'm like, I'm curious to see. I want to know how... I want to see how bad it is. I definitely want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it. Just release it. Not, can't put it on Netflix? Well, not anymore. They... They just released it online. <laughs> they, they broke their deal. I'm like, put it on, put it on Hulu. You guys own Hulu now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, just to laugh at it, even if it's terrible. Yeah, just to, just to be like, oh, yeah, that was fucking terrible. It's funny too when they first announced that fucking movie. I was, I, I remember defending it. I was like, I, it could be an interesting take. I mean, a horror, yeah, a horror superhero movie. Yeah, never really seen it before. Then we got Brightburn, so now we have. <laughs> so, but uh. Speaking of uh, things like New Mutants didn't imp- impressions, New Mutants didn't impress Disney, but something that did make an impression on the internet worldwide. So Demon Slayer has been an anime that's been kind of under the radar for the most part. There are people that like it, you know, people that love it, but not like it didn't hit like My Hero Academia type level of fanfare. Well, that changed with the most recent episode because after episode, uh, what was that, 2019, 19 episode. Whatever episode nineteen Hinokami aired, it was the number one trending thing on Twitter. That's interesting. So My Hero Academia never did, but Demon Slayer did. Well, no, I didn't say My Hero Academia never. Oh, okay, all right, all right. I was saying Demon Slayer never hit the fanfare that My Hero Academia. Oh, okay, okay. Hit until now. But did My Hero Academia trend on Twitter? I would think so. Better have fucking for the all for one fight, especially. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and it was trending worldwide. Wow. Demon Slayer. Wow. So now it's becoming one of the top. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you think that Demon Slayer is a new bleach, but who am I talking to? You don't even that. know what I'm talking about. You mean the stuff you wash your clothes with? No. <laughs> is it the new Clorox, Michael? Clorox? <laughs> <laughs> Breathing deep. <sighs> but yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't even know. It doesn't even say in this article if that was the season finale. Hmm. I'm going to assume not, but I mean, it could be. I mean, yeah, it could be. I don't know. But he has water and fire. <laughs> I'm like, how does that work? I don't know. Because <laughs> he breathed different. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of wondering how things work, so there's a controversy I mentioned last week going on with the actor that plays, or that will be playing Shang-Chi, mm. and how the people in the Asian community, more specifically the Chinese community, don't think he's attractive enough to play Shang-Chi. Well, there's a, they double down on that. There's a whole 
uh, segment on Asian Boss. Shout which, out to Jamie. Yeah, shout out to Jamie who <laughs> works at Asian Boss. But she wasn't part of this segment because she works at the Korean part of uh, Asian Boss. And this took place in China. Oh, uh, that's why. And so they went around interviewing uh, people in China asking their opinion about Simu. I think that's his name. Simu Lu. And whether they find him to be attractive. And the general consensus, they all had different answers. But for the most part, pretty much all of them, to varying degrees, didn't think he was that attractive. And they gave their reasons why. And people that they deemed to be more attractive than him. And one person called him an ABJ, an American-born Japanese, which I'm like, I don't know what that means. But they say he looked stereotypically Japanese and he doesn't have the features that, like, he's not up to my standards. And this is what... That was a, quite often the women were like, yeah, he's like a 6, 7.5. I'm like, damn, girl, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> if he's a 6, I must be like a 2. <laughs> like, some people, well, one, one person was like, well... What we consider, what we in China consider attractive men, like you look like a puppy dog, like you have softer features, like he looks like he could be somebody's bodyguard. I'm like, he's the master of martial arts. Like, what are you supposed to look like? Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> and I was raging out to you while I was watching this uh, this interview because you showed me it. I'm just like, but before, yeah, but before you get to that, no. so uh, Simu Lu actually saw it. Oh, and he responded to it. Fuck those bitches. <laughs> I'm beautiful. Nah, shorty. I'm beautiful. <laughs> B-E-T. But he said, uh, a lot of teachers thought I'd never amount to anything. A lot of producers, directors, writers, and co-stars have questioned my acting ability. And I've been rejected from countless conservatories, grants, programs, etc. I've been second-guessed at every single possible step of my career. The reason why I'm still standing is because I'm singularly focused. I'm singularly focused. I have the utmost belief in my abilities, and I refuse to let the opinions of others define me. Yeah, that's a Shang-Chi answer right there. For me, it's never been about trying to shut voices out. It's a fruitless effort, especially if people happen to be making YouTube videos about it, about uh, it LOL. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rather, it's about learning to let the voices voices exist and be okay with it. I'm still doing my thing and I'm still over the moon happy I get this amazing opportunity. Hashtag fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I was about to say, like, goddamn. When he streamed at the end. But he said, I sincerely, he finally he ended with, I sincerely hope this YouTube channel will attack topics with a bit more journalistic and creative integrity in the future. There are a lot of real and valid reasons why audiences find Shang-Chi's source material to be controversial. And I love the, and I love, the discussion that, that and I love the discussion that's taking place. This not so much. Do you agree with that last statement of there being more journalistic integrity in what they were doing? I thought what they were doing was One, just getting consistent. He said. Some- he said. I hope this YouTube channel would attack topics with more journalistic integrity. Do you think that the interview they did wasn't? I feel like it was just getting a general consensus of what people in China think. Well, I think he's probably thinking in 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 the lines of like. Why does this segment exist? Like, why is this a thing? Like, why are this supposed to be a news? Because it's real. Like, so it's, that's, it's a, pro- that's probably so. That's probably what he's talking. About. That's probably what he's thinking. Like, I'm an actor. Like, judge me on my acting a bit. Like, why are you? 
Like you haven't even seen the movie, and you're talking about, oh, I, do I look good? And so that's probably what that's probably what he's talking about. But the, I think it wasn't. I think, like I think they the were, way they, I, yeah, I think the way they handled, it, they just ask, they're just asking people in the, on the streets, like, what do you think? But I think the interview was response to a, a response to his casting. It wasn't like they were just like there yeah, was like no it came, issue. Yeah, with like casting. it came out of the blue. And they yeah, just made it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, they didn't make the issue. Like they're just following up on why there is an issue. And yeah, was, I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and they were asking the people like. You know, do you think that he looks like a person that you would cast as Shang Chi? I think, think also he's like what he might, what he might be saying, like journalistic integrity. Like there was no pushback from oh, from the interviewer. Yeah, I mean, what was he gonna say? <laughs> he's asking them with their maybe, opinion. Maybe, yeah, maybe uh, ask like, why do you think you have that standard? Like, maybe, again, pushback on because we talk about yeah, how I, may, I maybe job, maybe maybe uh, Asian standards of beauty, the softer features or whatever. Is based on like they they have more the people that they mentioned being more attractive had more European features. Yes, and I agree with that. And we talked about that. Talking about oh, he's stereotypically Asian. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah, I guess he could have asked follow up questions like that. But at the same time, without the interview, like maybe, and you don't see the questions that he was asking to get those responses. But some of the responses that he was being given. I felt like dug into that a little bit with like, oh, it's just a different standard of beauty. We look at uh, like his face and we don't, in our culture, we don't see that as beautiful. Like to us, he looks manly as fucking looks cool. And that's a Western mentality. But apparently in China and other Asian cultures, I kind of knew this going in, but they look for more, not feminine, but more soft features. They look for small chin, small nose, wider eyes. And I've mentioned before in the podcast that a lot of those features aren't features that are naturally inherent to Asian people of whatever culture they're part of. Like Jamie used to complain a lot that in her culture, like she was considered not beautiful at all because a lot of people her age to look quote unquote beautiful in Korea, they'd get a lot of surgery. And so she would tell me a lot about like how, Oh yeah. Like, uh, I I wish this is something that, I, I really want Jamie to call back in for like just if we talk about Shang Chi, I would love to get her opinion on this kind of stuff because it's something that she constantly dealt with, and I felt like I feel like it was this would be something that she could definitely weigh in on and give us more perspective perspective on. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just I think the the interview did a good job of kind of covering the basis of well, why don't you feel like this person's beautiful? Like what it what is what it is about his face that you don't think is 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 beautiful? And they did a pretty good job of describing what it is that they felt like were the differences between a Western uh, standard of what makes an Asian person beautiful versus what an, a Chinese person might feel. To me, though, fuck that standard. I don't like the Chinese or Asian standard of beauty because, it, like you were saying, I feel like it comes from a place of maybe they themselves don't feel that way, but it's definitely more Anglo-Saxon features. And like they talk about like, oh, he's cast because he looks good as an Asian person in Hollywood. But I'm like, I feel like you've been brainwashed and you think that, and I, again, I, I'm speaking from ignorance. I don't know what the culture is like. I don't know if maybe it is something that comes from their culture that makes them want to, that makes them gravitate towards those small features. But to me, when you put the guy that they, they did cast as Shang-Chi side by side with the people that they did list as who they wanted to be Shang-Chi... They all look more white, more boyish, less masculine. And I feel like that comes from the standard of beauty being a white standard globally. Like uh, Japan, one of the biggest uh, 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 cosmetic surgeries in Japan is skin lightening. Is that just because yeah. within their culture that's a thing? But why is that? 
Did it come from the fact that they were for a long time colonized by white people? Like, yeah. and I mean, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know enough about the culture to separate how much of that, how much of from, it is brainwashing. Yeah. And how much is internal or just, a, or just an evolving stick. Cause every culture has an evolved once upon a time, overweight people was con- was considered the standard of beauty. Yeah. If you were like skinny and had abs, that's you look like, sick. <laughs> yeah, you look, you look sick and people didn't want that. But now it's like, no, if you got muscles and abs, it's like that's the standard. That's the ideal body, for, whether it's male, female, yeah. that's the ideal form. Because here's my thing. If the Chinese standard, of, and I guess you can make the argument for any standard of beauty. Like It's not realistic no matter what culture you're going into. But to me, when your standard of beauty, and again, I'm, I'm going to say this, and it's going to be like, well, you say that for America too. But if your standard of beauty is completely centralized around a look that isn't natural and it's just a look that can only be attained in the, for the most part through surgery, where is that coming from? It's not natural. You don't naturally look like that. Wider eyes, the eyelid surgery they get to, to, to get rid of the monolid thing that Asian people have naturally. Mm-hmm. That's an American feature. That's, an, a, that's a westernized feature that our eyelids like move or have that kind of structure. That that had to come from us, right? Or I say us, but you know, from Western culture, right? Yeah. More specifically white people. Yeah, and the, the light skin thing. Where is that coming from? I, I get that in a lot of cultures, light the lighter the skin, the more attractive you tend to like be recognized as. But like how much is that it's coming from the globalization of beauty in our culture now? The small nose features, the small chin, small lips. Like if that's not your the average Asian person, why is that when you, and there's a look, when you put up a J-pop That's what I'm saying, star, like when, when they the person, look like when a the model. Pers- <laughs> when the person was saying he looks stereotypically Asian, I'm like, he looks Asian. Like, I don't get, what does stereotypically Asian mean? Now granted, I'm coming from a place of ignorance because I'm not Asian, Yeah, but I'm just like, I don't get it. <laughs> but it's weird that in the same breath, they were like, he looks stereotypically Asian to a Western person. That's why they chose him. But then in the same breath, they're going, so I like this stereotype of an Asian person who looks like a J-pop star. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because they all look like, every person that they were listening to that interview looked like a K-pop star or a J-pop star. And they all, they, they are all surgery the fuck out. And I know that for a fact because that's one of the main things Jamie would complain about. It's not natural. It's not real. And yeah, you could be like, oh, Idris Elba is a standard of beauty in America, but that's not unrealistic. Maybe he had surgery, but I've seen black guys that look like Idris Elba. Yeah. Like, I've, I haven't seen many J-pop level Asian people that aren't J-pop stars. I feel like that comes from the fact that they're getting surgery to look that way. I would love for an Asian person to, like, write in or, or email in or... Yeah, do we have any Asian listeners? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Jamie was the only one. <laughs> please, please write in. Yeah, but I would, I would love to hear what an Asian person's take on this is. Because we're both black guys. I was going to say, but they might, they might be the same way of like, yeah, no, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, he's not attractive to us. Maybe, but I would like to open up the discussion and be like, why, why isn't he attractive? Like, and, and how much of what we're saying is true? Is this just a natural... Like, like standard I get, of beauty? I get beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, yeah, somebody might look at him and be like, no, he's not attractive. But 
is it because oh he looks like a body like some of like some of the the, the way they were describing it like again this he looks like a stereotypical Asian. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means. That's like saying, oh, you look like, oh, Jordan, you have an afro. You're, stereotypic- you're stereotypically black. You're not attractive. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Or uh, when they say uh, he looks like a bodyguard. It's masculinity. They don't like, like masculinity. We, we like somebody. We like our men to look like puppies. It's like, that's what? what you said, right? No, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, one yeah. of them said. We, we want him to look like puppy. He looks like a bodyguard. He has muscles. And I was, I'm was, i like, but one of the other guys that you show, he has muscles too. But he also had a baby face. Yeah, he also had a baby face though, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. that They, they, they don't value... So they want you to look like a baby. That's, that's the whole lowly thing. <laughs> yeah, it, but that's a real thing. Like, it's Granted, joke, that's, that's, ju- that's Japan, but... But culturally, it's basically every, every Asian society. I'm not, I'm not going to say like I know every Asian culture, but from the Asian cultures I do know, a lot of the value, especially with women, is to have childlike features or even a childlike mentality. Like, I don't know how often we were on Jamie when she would speak Korean, but just the cadence that she would speak in when she was talking to other Korean people as a Korean woman, she wasn't the verbose, like, in-your-face Jamie that we know. She was very meek. She would dial it back. It, it seemed like talking to a child. And I'm like, that's... It, j- Japanese. Like, it, there's a thing with... They like underage like women. A Japanese woman at age 12 sounds the same way she sounds when she's age 40. It's the same level, like the cadence of speech, the same mannerisms of like, oh, yes, soft-spoken and we speak like this. And like, that's a cultural thing. It's not natural. That was ingrained in you by society. It's what they value. And I wonder why. Like a youth thing? Is it, is it, is it because of youth? Um, so we're going to turn this segment to our, <laughs> our Japanese consultant. Yeah. <laughs> Two black guys, ignorant of Asian culture, trying to figure out what the fuck are they talking about? Because he's a, like, the, the guy that they did pick looks fine. Yeah, I would suck his dick. Okay, I didn't say that. but <laughs> you, you did. That's, that's what you were thinking. <laughs> he looks like someone that could kick my ass. Like, he well, that's looks, not what they want. They no. Want, they want a puppy. <laughs> they want the ninja assassin guy. Remember that guy? The who? The ninja assassin guy. Yeah. Remember, the, it's an older movie now, but it was a movie called Ninja Assassin. The Asian dude lead. He was super ripped. But the same thing. He actually was a K-pop star or a J-pop star, I forget which. But he was you know, literally that. But it kind of makes me wonder, so what would they say about Bruce Lee? Would they say Bruce Lee's not attractive? Because he doesn't have... Is he stereotypically Asian? But mm. then they say Jackie Chan, and I'm like... Somebody was like, oh, well, maybe Jackie Chan, but he's a little too old. But yeah, I'm like, it's weird because he's got the same type of facial structure as the Shang-Chi guy they picked. Like the w- wider chin, wider face type of body fi- body type or face type. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It irks me. It irks me that they, they're like, just no, he's not, he's not pretty because he's not, he's not girly enough. What? What? Let a man be a man. God damn. No, he looks too much like a bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> bodyguard he is a martial artist <laughs> maybe he should look a bodyguard <laughs> no he needs to look like a puppy <laughs> but speaking of somebody that doesn't that also doesn't look like a puppy remember i mentioned uh harry styles has been cast to play prince eric jordan's not listening stupid unworthy <laughs> what, what did i just say um yeah 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 the guy's well, cast as prince eric well not anymore he's not prince eric anymore he dropped out I'm okay with that. So now they need to find a new Prince Eric. 
Breaking, I'm glad. Breaking news. I mean, I didn't like him cast as Prince Eric anyway. Let, let's, let it be an Asian guy. Simul Lewis, Prince Eric. <laughs> he's, 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 not, he's, not attract, he's not attractive enough. Oh, my God. But uh, speaking of something else that's been dropped. So I don't know if you saw the trailer for the uh, Jason Blumhouse new, uh, newest project called The Hunt. Have you seen that trailer? Yeah. You have? Yeah. What was it about? I don't think you've seen it. What, the hunt? Yeah. Isn't that the thing where they hunt that chick? What? Right? What? They hunt the chick, right? What chick? Wait, is this not the tag game? You're talking about hide and seek? Or ready or not? Oh, that's not it? The bride? Yeah. No, that's, that's two different movies. Wait, so what's the hunt movie? The hunt. We are going to take a brief intermission. So it's true. We're being hunted. What are we going to What is happening? Put him in the back with the rest. Gonna the freight train. Down at the station. I don't oh. care where we go. Now they can't see us. You just told them we're here. What was that? I think that was a rifle. Ah! Come on. Everybody get out of here. Stop. Jesus, come on. Ah! Who are these people? How are they getting away with this? Oh, can't you, sleep? you have no idea what you're up against. They're playing you. They'll tell you the pieces. We'll see. Of all the people you kidnapped, of all the people you killed, you picked the wrong game. Lady, you're crazy. Okay. That's not what I thought it was. It's Battle Royale. <laughs> Again, another American version of Battle Royale because Americans just can't deal with high school kids doing the same thing. But okay. And so the reason I brought this movie up is, and you don't get this from the trailer at all. At all. At all. At all. I'll but, be the judge of that. <laughs> I just saw the trailer. But basically, no, because you don't get this from the trailer at all. But basically the general premise of the movie is a bunch of liberals Hunting conservatives. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? So, it's the Purge, Battle Royale, Junie Tyson, Zodiac Wars, Hunger Games, all of that stuff. But instead of the the, the powerful going after the poor, like the Purge, now it's the so-called... Liberal rich going after the conservative poor? Yeah. What? That's, That's the general premise of the... Why? Where does the liberal thing come in? Like I don't understand. It's just I, like I that's why we're said, all Democrats and we only hunt Republicans. <laughs> that's why I said you don't really get it from the trailer. But it says the hunt follows twelve red state strangers. I was going to say like that was my only clue is that everybody had like an like an accent. So yeah, like red states who wake up in a clearing and realize they're being hunted by liberal elites. That is, yup, because that's what happens in the real world all the time. Maybe there's a message. Well, that's what I said. It's, it's taken because the purge was about. I guess you could say conservative people going after poor black and white people yeah. or whatever. So it's like the conservatives going after liberals. So now this is the flip of that, more or less. And, Fair and balanced like Fox. <laughs> yeah. But with that said, because of the uh, recent shooting that happened at El Paso, and then on top of that, uh, Dayton, Ohio, Blumhouse has pulled the movie. So now it's not coming out. And then on top of that, uh, 
it wasn't just the shooting, but then Donald Trump came out, Voldemort basically, he who should not be named, oh my gosh. came out and started talking about the movie like, oh, they're trying to attack us and they're making this movie about killing us. And Are you see, serious? Because he's on this whole thing about video games and uh, these violent movies and stuff like that causing okay. all these mass shootings. Okay. And so he's using this movie. This is a perfect example. You're talking about the violence on the right. What about the violence on the left? They're making a whole movie about liberals going after conservatives. I feel like so he's, he's using that as a wedge issue. I feel like there's definitely some kind of like deeper meaning to it. And uh, then he's also trying to call this movie racist. Racist? Yeah, he, he was like... Racist to who? He was like, you talk about racist, Hollywood is racist. What they're doing with the kind of movies they're putting putting out, it's actually very dangerous for our country. What uh, Hollywood is doing is a what 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 Hollywood is doing is a tremendous disturbance to our country. Uh, and he uh yeah he talks about he specifically names this movie. Who's but racist to who? Uh, white people. <laughs> I was like, there's only white people in the movie, right? I don't remember seeing any black people. Did I? I don't remember. But yeah, he specifically calls out this movie. So because of all of that, Universal and uh, Blumhouse, they end up. They they're they're pulling this movie, and it's not it's because it's supposed to come out September on my birthday actually September twenty seventh, mm. and it's not coming out. Well, Probably I don't know. Delayed. I, or I don't. I don't. They haven't said. They haven't said if they're going to delay it, or maybe release it on television or just Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. I watch it on Netflix. Hulu. Whatever. I want to go to the movies to see that. Or but. <laughs> just not come out at all. So I, that that I don't know. But as of right now, it's not coming out in theaters. Would you watch it on Netflix? I would. Yeah, I would. I would watch it. Period. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I look. I love Battle Royale, so that is a premise I, I I'm already you know dialed into. But this, and I've got to assume if that's the premise, liberals hunting down conservatives. Granted, it could just be a stupid movie, but I want to believe there's some kind of message there. You know, Get Out was kind of like a jab at uh, even liberal white people who think they're being like you know. Uh, non-racial, yeah, but they clearly are. It's like you know uh, microaggressions. Maybe there's some kind of messages here with that, with like liberals who think they're always in the right, but they're I mean, hunting I'm assu- down. I'm assuming so. I mean, you I don't, don't you don't know till you know. Like you haven't seen the movie, so you can't. But just yeah, just based on that small premise, it's weird. Like yeah. there's got to be something to that. Like they can't just be oh yeah, we're Democrats, we're gonna hunt down Republicans. But, the apparently, but apparently, like, we'll, well, I mean, we'll never know because now I'm saying the movie's not gonna come out. But the, the the bigger question I wanted to ask: Do you think it's a right decision for them to cancel the movie based on like the shooting, and then the president talking about it? I don't think so. Because of the shootings, because the schools or the the uh, the the. I was like public shootings. What the uh, mass the shootings. mass shootings? Yeah. Because what it's got shooting in it. Like what is there? It's not like it's a mass shooting. It's well, not it's like, about basically it's about people like you're hunting people more or less. So was Hunger Games. But Hunger Games is coming out right now. So if Hunger, but Games, even if Hunger, if Hunger Games, Games was coming out right now, maybe that during a mass shoot, maybe that would've, that would have got pulled. But it's not even during a mass shoot. Like, if it was the week of max max shooting, all right, maybe. But this is like a month from now. You're just going to assume that mass shootings are going to happen right in that week? Or are you assuming that we're still in the zeitgeist of, oh, but mass shootings are still recent, so we can't release this? Like, I don't understand the the connection. Other than there's guns in it. And I really feel like the reason why it's pulled isn't because of that. It's because the the backlash from the conservative parties being like, oh, you're, they're killing our... Like, racism? What racism? <laughs> 
It's because it's white, right? Because they're killing white people. Was that yeah. what it is? But it's white people killing white people. <laughs> but I just see a, a black woman at least in the liberal group. Well, you gotta have one. Yeah, you gotta have yeah, one. You gotta have one. <laughs> but I like, guess the only thing I see is like an issue, and that's not a real issue to me. That's like an imagined Trump bullshit issue that a lot of conservatives are gonna jump on board with. And they and I I can see Blumhouse not wanting the problem, so it's like all right, rather than deal with all this backlash. But at the same time, the backlash might help the movie. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it might create more buzz. Yeah, like I try to see a lot of movies, so I was gonna end up seeing this movie anyway. But now, because of all this controversy, I'm way more curious in this movie than I was before. I wouldn't have known about it if you didn't tell me because of the Trump shit. Like, <laughs> so right there, I mean, I feel like it, it'd actually be better for Blumhouse to release it somehow. Maybe like to Netflix or something, Hulu, I don't know. But somewhere. Or even um what did uh what did Green Goblin do with Seth Rogan? Green Goblin? Yeah, uh Jamie Franco. Remember? Are you talking about the interview? Yeah, with the Kim Jong il. No, show? that came out in theaters, I think. It did? I thought they released it online. I don't remember. I wanna see I remember they... I do remember I watched it online. I, I remember they released it. Yeah. But I don't remember how. I wanna say they released it online. I don't remember. I maybe it maybe it was released online. Because yeah. I didn't go to theaters to see it. I watched it online. Yes, yeah, do I guess do that then. Yeah, I was curious. I was just curious about what's your opinion. Like, do you just think it was the right move? I mean, what do you think? I don't think I don't think it should have been canceled because it's like Me either. If your whole premise of if your whole premise is, well, this isn't a good time to release this movie. It's like when is there a good time? Because every fucking exactly. week there's a there's a shooting going on in America. Like, if it was, like I said, if a knee-jerk reaction to it happening this week and it was being released this week, then I'd be like, okay, just delay it for two weeks or something. But like to, to assume that in a month from now, like, no. Yeah, there might be shootings. a shooting going on that week. Yeah, like, like, I don't understand the logic there. Like, so yeah, I, I think it was stupid. Just like, kind of like, oh, going, yeah, going, going back to an episode of Buffy called Earshot that happened in season three. That happened right around Columbine. And so... There, in that episode, one of the students wanted to he they they the episode goes where they make it try to seem like he wanted to shoot up the school, but he was going up into the bell tower to shoot himself, and so the whole episode was basically about Buffy giving him a pep talk about the whole world is hard you don't want to kill yourself blah 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 blah, mm. but because of everything that happened with Columbine they ended up pulling the episode. Sarah Michelle Gellar fought really hard for them not to pull the episode, but she ended up losing that battle. But even then, it's like, and maybe the Columbine thing, I could kind of forget because that was kind of that was like back when it was still kind of new. So yeah. it's like at this point, I'm like. There's a mass shooting going on in this country every like every fucking week. Like instead of pull, pulling movies, how about we pull guns from this country? But uh, they don't want to talk about that. Da, 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 da. So yeah, it was released on Netflix. No, so released on okay. Yeah, it was released online. Hackers leaked and Well, Netflix emails. is online. No, no, I mean like I'm, I'm like reading through the Wikipedia for it. Uh, Rogan predicts film makes his way to North Korea. Cancellation, revised release. Sony interview went to purchase in the United States. Okay, no, actually, Sony released an interview for rental or purchase in the United States through the streaming services Google Play, Xbox Video, and YouTube. So it wasn't Netflix. 
It was they just released it online in different platforms. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, got, I think I got picked up on Netflix later. Yeah. Later, like the that was like in December that was released online, and then in the the end of January it got released on Netflix. So there you go. Yeah, do that. Just release it. Fuck. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of different platforms, so uh, Disney Plus has come out with an official pricing for their Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus package. Sports ball? What is yeah, that? Who wants? Who wants that? <laughs> but basically, you can bundle all three for twelve ninety nine a month. I mean, that's a really good deal. It is, but part of me is like, but how does that work though? Because I pay, I already pay eleven ninety nine for Hulu. So just drop the. But that's the but that's the no the solo. Hulu. That's the no commercial version of Hulu. So is this twelve ninety nine the commercial no, version of Hulu? I, I read this part. It's it's the commercial Hulu. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get Disney Plus for. Is, for it, free. The, is it a commercial Disney Plus? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't go into how that no works. Commercials and then know. like. Give me a bundle without the ESP. I like. I don't give a fuck about sports. Like, yeah, word. What is this foosball? Like, <laughs> Disney, Hulu, and sports. What? <laughs> yeah, just give me a two for a two for package. Look, man. If I fucking played sports, now, granted, if I, if, I wouldn't be in Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's one or the other. I <laughs> granted, if I had to choose between, like, okay, I have to get ESPN or pay twelve ninety nine or whatever, I'll do it. And just not watch ESPN, but at the same time, I'd rather have a better. Like, give me a give me a package with ESPN and Disney. I mean, Disney Plus and Hulu. Yeah. Without the commercials, and I'll even pay more for like ten bucks. Nine. It's not gonna be ten bucks, but like that'd be nice. <laughs> say like fifteen bucks for Disney and Hulu without commercials. Oh, across the board, no commercials. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Sports. <laughs> know your audience, Disney guy. But yeah, November twelfth is when it's uh dropping. Damn. So pretty soon. Right around the corner. Um But also with that, um so we already know that Fox and Disney are now one company because Disney bought Fox. Yeah. We are uh, one and they were wondering, or we were all wondering, what are they going to do with a lot of their rated R properties, especially like Deadpool yeah. going forward? And so <sighs> Disney is basically debating whether they are going to continue to do rated R Deadpool movies or if they're going to make it PG-13. But yeah, and a part of part of the main reason... Why they're even considering whether they want to do a rate a debate, whether they want to do a PG-13 Deadpool movie or a rated R movie going forward. And and I have a feeling this is a large reason why they did that. Remember that Deadpool Christmas special or whatever where they re-released it as PG-13? Yeah. I feel like that was Disney that, was Disney that made them do that. Otherwise, <laughs> why else? But a large part, a large reason why they're doing that is because now that they bought Fox, Disney and Bob Iger are very disappointed with Fox's uh, slate and financial performance this last quarter. Like, uh, I think Disney lost like $170 million in quarter three, and they're blaming that on Dark Phoenix. Okay. And so, um, with that, because of that, they're like, well, 
now they probably want to take more ownership of all of the Fox properties because some of their properties, a lot, not even just the Marvel stuff, but their properties haven't been performing. Mm. And so with that, the director came out and was like, um, David Lech, Lich, whatever. He was like, yeah, it's rated R, so it's not necessarily the MCU brand, but he doesn't necessarily need to be rated R, and Disney doesn't necessarily need to only make PG-13 movies. So he's kind of like trying to play both sides. Hmm. So my question is, if Deadpool came out and it's not rated R, would you be happy? Um... Uh, it's not a deal breaker for me. Like if it was PG 13, as long as they're like candid about it and make it part of the joke. Like, you know what I mean? If they have Deadpool making fourth wall breaking jokes, like trying to curse and it's getting beeped out and he's like, what the beep is going on? What kind of movie is this? What kind of beepy movie? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'd be all right with it. Cause I don't, I mean, I like the raunchy Deadpool humor, but I like Deadpool's personality more than like you know bloody limbs flying around and dick jokes bless me i could i could do without it i feel like this is a situation where they can have their cake and eat it too like i feel like for solo deadpool movies they should do rated r but if yeah. he teams up with anybody from the mcu make him pg-13 I'm fine with that. I feel the same way about like, and, and and they did it in the comics too. Like when Wolverine is off on his own, his comic, his solo comics were very like bloody and rated R. Yeah. But like, but then when he's with the X Men, and he's using his like, you don't see any type of yeah blood or dismember. I feel like do the same thing. And again, I feel like the comedy can come from that. Like he's on the he's on the Avengers, and all of a sudden he tries to decapitate a guy, and it's like a sensor bar. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like make it make it funny. Yeah, you could do that. Deadpool, that will work. But a Wolverine, I don't know how you do But No, no, no. <laughs> you, can't do that. you can't do that with Wolverine. But at the same time, it's like, well, don't you have him use his claws that much? I don't know. I don't know how to Wolverine make it. was only even rated R in Logan. Like, he was still, like, in X2, he was still, in, like, impaling people. He just didn't have blood and shit coming out. Yeah. Which is fine. Which I always thought was stupid. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things, especially as a kid, I didn't really care. Even now, I can still watch X2 and be fine with it. It's just that when you see the blood and stuff and, and Logan, you're like, oh, that's what we're missing. <laughs> but I don't need it, especially the team-up. The, the, the joy coming from the team-up, not the how bloody the kills are. You know what I mean? Blood, sex, gore, and magic. Okay. <laughs> well, then. But also with that, they, and this is kind of obvious, but they finally came out and said what the Loki movie is going to be about. And he's basically going through time, making historical changes to events. So he, whatever that universe is he's in, is just, he's destroying it. <laughs> he's just, yeah, he's fucking the universe. <laughs> Thanks, Avengers. You really saved I'm yourself like, and ruined that whole universe. I'm also still just like, how does that work? Like, did they say the space stone can travel through time? No. It's all bullshit. <laughs> then doesn't that defeat the purpose of the time stone? Yes. <laughs> it's all bullshit. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Whatever, I'm still excited for it. I mean, theoretically, if you travel through space, you're also traveling through time, but I doubt it's going to get that deep. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Because, <laughs> like, like at a certain point, isn't distance measured by time? Distance in space? 
Well, Einstein said time is relative. Yeah, right? So, maybe. Like, for example, I saw someone complain that Thanos... Uh, when they fix the snap, I know it's like a it's like a, a a plot hole filling snap where it doesn't matter if you were in like falling from the from the sky when you got snapped away. Remember that meme? Back. Remember that meme I showed you where yeah. with Hawkeye and his wife calls him after five years and like, how does she still have service? Yeah, <laughs> well, no, how is her phone still charged? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but theoretically, if you were to snap people back in the same exact location that they were in when they got snapped away they'd be all in space dying because in five years, the planet would be in a different position than it was five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. in space. Yeah. So, cause the earth is continually rotating. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, really doesn't make sense. You just kind of got to go with the logic of like, Oh yeah, magic. <laughs> magic fixes, fixes all. <laughs> Can you imagine they did a snap? Everyone's floating in space dead. <laughs> Wait, where's my daughter? It gets cussed to her in space floating. Oh, no. That'd be a better move. Damn you, Bruce Banner. (laughs) That'd be awesome. But, uh... I had a segue, but I forgot. (laughs) Awesome segue. (laughs) No, this isn't... This isn't... Well, maybe it is awesome. It's awesome for someone. Okay. So, uh... I know you don't remember, but... Remember, uh, well, I know you remember this part, but remember the infamous hallway scene in Daredevil season one? Yeah. And you remember how epic that fight was, the one take? Yeah. Well, do you also remember that there was a microwave in that scene? The thing Is that the thing that gets thrown at uh, the, the guy? Like when Daredevil first goes into that room, the door closes and then they, they show the door from the side, and it flings open. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A guy falls through the door, and then when he tries to get back into the room, uh, something hits him in the face, and he falls backwards. Yeah, I think it was a microwave. I think microwave. that was the microwave, I yeah. think that was the microwave. The idea is Daredevil threw it at him, like, from the room, but you don't see him throwing it. You just see it hitting the guy in the face. Yeah. I remember that. Why? Well. What a weird thing to remember, but yeah, okay. <laughs> that mic. Well, you're not the only one that remembers that microwave, because that microwave is pretty famous. Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Somebody bought it. What? <laughs> for $250. $250? Yeah. Well, at least it's not something ridiculous. That's still way too expensive it's, for it is. Still way too expensive for a fucking microwave. Does it have a That you can get it? for $30. Like, what, what is it about the microwave that looks distinct? It was distinct? on the set of Daredevil. And that's, there's no, like, distinct, distinct features of it? Like, there's no, like, dent work? Yeah, it looks work. like a regular fucking microwave. <laughs> Oh, that's whack. <laughs> like if it had like like you know like a prop like was damaged, or it had the cast signature on it or whatever. It doesn't even have that. No, it's a regular microwave. <laughs> How do you know it's even from the set? Because <laughs> like that's what they said. I could be lying to you. Okay, well that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's the stunt microwave. That's what they're calling it. So it is a prop. It's not like a real microwave. It's like something that was made. Uh, yes, yeah, it's fo- a faux microwave made out of foam rubber with plastic paneling. Uh, okay. That makes sense. But still. Yeah, it's still ridiculous. But <laughs> Especially if it's, it's made from... Fu- make your own microwave. <laughs> like, call a cosplayer and have them make your own microwave. But it's not like there's anything about that microwave that looks like, oh, yeah, that was the microwave that hit that guy in the face in that Daredevil fight. Like, if I would sooner if, if want, like... Fan, if you're a fan, he's going to have it propped up. I mean, I like, guess Hey, so. guys, this is the exact microwave. I guess. I would sooner want like the door that was broken or something. I don't know. Something like like I could tell it's like, oh yeah, that's the thing from that scene. 
Or like a suit. <laughs> yeah, something. I don't... That is, whatever. To each his own. If you got that kind of disposable income, why not, I guess? Well, uh, speaking of having disposable income, well, you know who doesn't have disposable income? Who? Movie Pass. They are back in the news. Oh, my God. It's they're not a, dead yet? It's been a while since we talked about Movie it's Pass. It's been a while. No, they're not dead yet, but they need to, they need to die. <laughs> so, apparently, and this is the final thing that I'm a news thing, but apparently Movie Pass has been changing people's passwords. What? <laughs> so they cannot log into their Movie Pass <laughs> account. What? To see a movie. For free, basically. Wow. The level of deception. <laughs> the level of deception. <laughs> You've been seeing way too many movies on our service, dog. So we're just going to change and that, the password. And those are the people that they target the most. The people that have been seeing the most movies frequently. Ah, so what do they do? It's like, they check, I can't they, sign in. Then they, they, they do like the, did you forget your password thing? And then what? Yeah, they don't so let you sign in? They like, don't let you sign in. So uh, what they do is they transfer you to a, they have, you have to call customer service and customer service is like, oh, let me transfer you to this other department. And then that other department says, let me transfer you to this other department. Oh my and God. And that other department says, no, we need to transfer you to this other department. So after three times, then they hang up on you. Oh, and then most people after fucking going through that entire process be like, fuck it then. They yeah. give up. Wow. <laughs> Wow! Speaking of Key and Peele, I just watched. And they started. They started doing this around Mission Impossible, Fallout. Was it the last time it was like a big thing? Like the last time they they were running to issues with their service? I remember there was like a movie or something that came out, and we we're talking about it and how like it wasn't available for most movie pass yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's some under. So how how was this found out? And now what? Are they all arrested? <laughs> they because, should be arrested. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but they did it at, like investigative reporting or whatever. That's crazy. I think it was like Forbes or somebody like that. So that's how that's how they found and out. And now what is it? Is Movie Pass over? No, no, no. Business Insider spent four months working on, working on an article that chronicled Movie Pass's entire trajectory, and so that's how they found it. It says, and they the thought, rise and, fall and they thought that Pass. the story, they thought that the story about changing passwords was of a small group of uh, users, but then they saw uh, uh, it was other stuff like the company running out of money and they had to borrow five, $5 million in cash, which they, which they lost in one day. Shit, dude. I'm glad we fucking canceled our subscription when we did. Holy shit. Yeah, but uh, uh, one of our uh, listeners said that, yeah, you guys got to cancel movie pass, but some of us like we don't have access to an AMC. Like I don't have I don't have an AMC where I live, or I don't have a Lowe's where I live. I have a theater where I have to use movie pass. Yeah. So it's like so if you end up in that's even like Chris, like Chris, I don't think Chris has an AMC or Lowe's like where well, he don't lives. use movie pass because clearly they're freaking liars but, and but cheaters. But, but as far as off. I know, they're like the only one that besides movie pass and AMC A list and then Regal Unlimited, that's it. Because it's not a business model that makes any sense. Like, just logistically, you, does it make sense for you to be able to see that many movies for that, that price? I mean, we jumped on it as, at the time because, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But clearly, the ridiculousness can't sustain itself. <laughs> so, fuck that. But yeah, it says MoviePass is still technically clinging to life, even though it's lost a colossal percentage of its subscriber base. It lost overnight. It lost 90% of its subscriber base. Of course it did. Yeah. Of course it did. And it still can't 
keep people to the point where it's got to sign you out and change your password? But it's saying that uh, the U.S. Department of Justice told Business Insider that MoviePass's behavior is certainly unethical yeah. and could be illegal. Yeah, it very well should so be. It's, so the last paragraph, and so it seems as if the company's days are numbered. I was, okay, that's what I was wondering. Because, I mean, like, that's you're literally depriving people of the service, purposefully depriving people of the service they're paying for. That's got to be, like, a, a grounds for, like, dismissal of the whole company. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. It's, like, the level of depravity. <laughs> yes! I'm, it's, it's flabbergasting like, to catch a... Co- the, aud- all the audacity are, of you audacity. changing my back, like... But I know all companies are, like, you know, underhanded. Yeah, they're, they're underhanded. They're going to shoot you where yeah. they can. But for a company like this to be caught red-handed, literally, <laughs> like, that's crazy. Wow, dude. That's madness. Just gonna change your password. You you didn't want to. You didn't really want to see this movie, right? It's like, well, I am paying for the service for that very reason. But <laughs> nah, you're good. I'm like the gall. <laughs> like, like how fucking dare you? Like, it's like it's crazy that they went to like stoop to oh, these levels. I was gonna mention that. And then and then on top of that, the fact that you find out that they specifically target people that see a lot of movies. Yeah, the people that are using your service. <laughs> But you mentioned Key and Peel earlier. Um, it's funny that this comes up now. I literally saw a Key and Peel sketch, sketch yesterday on YouTube that uh, it was called the most aggressive telemarketer. And the idea was it's a telemarketer that calls you. And then as soon as you even show a second of hesitation of not wanting to buy the service, they just hang up on you. And they basically use reverse psychology of like, did you just hang up on me? Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, saw, I, yeah, saw, that, I saw that But one. you didn't want to pay the service, right? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I might, but click. It's like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's exactly what they did. <laughs> he just kept, I'll just give you the runaround and hang up on you. They're not going to fucking do anything about it. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, what did we learn today, folks? Movie Corporation. Pass is trash. Yeah, movie pass is trash and don't trust corporations. So, <laughs> all right, that's the episode for the week. Let's get out of here. We got scary movies telling dark sucks. <laughs> no, you suck. <laughs> no, and, and, and Pennyworth, Pennyworth, and Pennyworth, Pennyworth, Pennyworth is great. Pennyworth is a perfect vision, guys. So what we really learned is Michael's taste is trash. No, Jordan sucks. <laughs> no, you suck. <laughs> suck and blow over here. <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> I don't know how you suck and blow on the surface. <laughs> You'll find out, baby. Um, what's next week? We got uh, nothing. Swamp Thing. We're going to watch the episode of Swamp Thing to compare to Pennyworth. I swear to God, if Swamp Thing is a perfect vision for you, but <laughs> Pennyworth is, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> um, Swamp Thing. Any movie? I don't think so. I mean, there is, but do you want to? I mean, uh, what is it? Good Boys. Good Boys. With the kids. What's that? I still love the trailer you haven't seen. I guess not. <laughs> All right, another pause. What? <laughs> Take an intermission. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be funny. Like, I, I'm excited to see it. Like, I want to see this movie. We're in sixth grade now. We need to start doing sixth grade things. I know what cocaine is. Annabelle, get the fuck out of here. Be back, boys only, you little shit. Annabelle's been watching Dateline. She now knows what cocaine is. Hi. Oh, oh, oh my God. What the fuck? Let me be a beanbag boy. I'll grow a tiny penis like Thor's. Tonight is our first middle school party. There's gonna be girls there, you know what that means? Drama. No, kissing. I'm out. I'm guessing you're not the popular kids in school.
do not want to go to Soren's party not knowing how to kiss. Hey, Stranger Things, go fuck yourself! I have an idea. Type kissing. Are you 18 or older? Mm. Oh! Ew. How many husbands does she have? <laughs> the guy didn't even know how to kiss. He was just licking that woman's asshole. You want to kiss an asshole, Max? Nope. Y'all just moving down the beach. I hope the message. We could spy on my neighbor. She's a total nymphomaniac. She starts fires? No, she's a nymphomaniac. Someone who has sex on land and sea. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it looks funny. I do kind of want to see that. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I'm going to die in the theater. Seth Rogen just found the formula. The, the key is just make kids say terrible, terrible things, and it's hilarious. <laughs> that intro was funny, too. Like, you saw Sausage Party? <laughs> you, made it, you made a cartoon. That's on you. <laughs> I, there's one of the trailers where he's like, he, he found anal beads, and he's using them as nunchucks. They're like, oh, no. this thing smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe the boy, or maybe the good boys. Maybe we're watching that. <laughs> All right, but I guess that's we. Oh, what we didn't talk about what Batman Hush. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> so next week, Batman Hush and Batman Ninja Turtle versus Ninja Turtles. So there we go. We got three movies: a comedy and two DC movies and Swamp Thing. Promise. <laughs> Blood Oath. Blood Ocean. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been your host. I've been your host Jordan with. Michael. That's been with this week's episode of Blur Vision, and we will see you next week. Peace. How do we not talk about Hush? <laughs> I don't know. We're trash. <laughs> Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? Let me